How's it going, guys? Welcome to episode 23 of the Absent-Minded Podcast. Nobody likes you when you're 23. My name is Travis Stockton <laughs> at Ray Charlizard. You don't get done with Blink, Ethan? Disappointing. Singing those tunes with that beautiful, angelic, sultry, Ooh. swampy. <laughs> yeah, definitely swampy for oh, sure. God. Glazed. <laughs> Stuffed voice, Andrew Crandall. Hey there, everybody. At Andrew Loves Video Games. And across the table, wondering what any of that just meant is <laughs> Ethan Newbolt. This intro is garbage. At Soulsbjorn. <laughs> hey, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Sultry and swampy? What else could you ask for? Any other things that are better? <laughs> What's wrong with being swampy? Moisture? In certain places, sure, I could understand. But like... I don't know, Ethan. In I'm looking general? at you right now, and you look pretty moist. I I, I have uh, really oily skin. Yeah, <laughs> helps keep me young in my in my fifties. I'll have that all that oil on my oh, face. Oh yeah, there you yeah. go. The uh, oily yeah. Ethan Newbold. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, there you go. Keeps me young. Keeps you, I don't know any part of my body that I would want to quote unquote call swampy. <laughs> oh, I know of some parts you could probably call swampy. I wouldn't. But I don't want know to. that you want to. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. Moist. Like, if anything, like, if I go out on a hot day, my crotch is just, like, a fucking wetland. And there it is. Didn't we talk about sweaty taints, like, a few episodes ago? Yeah, we did. Well, we talked about me and Ethan touching taints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I still think is a good idea. If this is your first time joining us, this is After My Podcast. The three of us get together each week. We mostly talk about video game industry news. Sometimes we squeeze in some comic book stuff in there. We got Watchmen sitting on the table right now. Oh, I still I'm need to watch episode two and three of Watchmen. Yeah, I'm one episode behind on that. And then His Dark Materials just started on HBO. What is His Dark Materials again? So that was a book series that came out, I think, in the mid-80s. Maybe a little earlier. They uh, made a film of the first book called The Golden Compass. That's right. The because it was, That's what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His Dark Materials is like the name of the overarching series. I'm watching that because I fucking okay. loved The Golden Compass. Yeah, The Golden yeah, Compass is no, really good. Because like that's, how weird it was. That's the atheist fucking... It's like the anti-Narnia, isn't that's it? it? Yeah. Yes, exactly. thank you. Yeah. Allegorical lion versus yeah. I was really bummed that the Golden Compass didn't do well, and it's because there was so much protesting and stuff. Yeah, for that oh, exact yeah. Reason there was a lot of controversy on it. Yeah, because uh, wasn't Sh- I think Charlize Theron was in it? I don't know if she was, but I know that Daniel Craig was in it. Oh, was he really? Yeah, what? Daniel Craig was in there. Wow. Um, there was a couple of young. I think there was a couple of young like people in there too. Because well, was... I think Charlize Theron was. If she was in it, she was. Wait, the, no, she, she was the was main villain. White. You're thinking of the Snow White movies that came out with uh, Kristen Stewart and. Chris Hemsworth, the live was action. she in that? Yeah, she was the the Ice Queen. Oh no shit! And then like the sequel <laughs> was just her because like the sequel has no Kristen Stewart in it. Anyway, if you like the kind of tangents that we went on just now, you'll want to make sure you go to AbsentMindedPodcast.com where you can catch all of our previous episodes of the main show, Absentminded Podcast, as well as our side series, Absentminded Watches, where we are still just trucking along. I think earlier today uh, we're in a swamp, we, quote we, unquote, we, right now. Yeah, a bog. Yeah, we published. Uh, don't the you House mean Island Rave? Well, no, I mean, just if, the whole, if only. the whole like <laughs> group of couple of movies that we're at right now. What's our next movie? Resident Evil Apocalypse. N- yes. Oh, okay, and then after good. that, yeah. it's no swamps there. And then after that is Alone in the Dark. That's the one. And then we have another uh, House of the Dead, don't we? Something like yeah. that. If you like those things, be sure to go to your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. Maybe you're the one person listening on Breaker. And then like and subscribe. And share it around. I'm gonna get us into iHeartRadio. I'm gonna do that. Do it, man. I've been I trying. Am. They don't want. They won't return my calls. I'm a call or my emails. You can call. I got a guy. 
I got an iHeartRadio guy. Talk to someone at the buzz. They'll, yeah, they'll put us right. through. Yeah. I'm going to get Rod Ryan to call Rod Ryan. Me. Yeah. Hook it up. Hey, Rod, what's going on? Get us on iHeartRadio. Hook it up. Definitely leave reviews, though. We, we definitely need some more reviews on iTunes. It just helps uh, helps us defeat the algorithm, gets us yep. into more ears, brings the show to all the other people that we know are digging it just as much as you guys are. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're at the website, appsonmypodcast.com, you can also leave us a voice message with any topics of discussion you want us to bring up. Or just say hi. Either or. You can do whatever you want with that voice message, to be honest. I, I can't really tell you what you can and can't do. No one hears it but us, unless we really like it, and then we'll put it on the show. You can also donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program if you just really can't get enough of the boys doing their thing each and every week. But now, it's time to talk about what we've been playing this week. Ethan, you've been playing Neo 2's beta. I've been playing a little bit of the Neo 2 play, uh, beta. I played uh, Neo 1 pretty solid game uh never got to the dlcs just because it's hard you didn't finish it's the base hard, game so of course hard. you didn't get to the dlcs yeah, so <laughs> i remember playing like game. neo one beta and i was just like this is not for me it's got a lot of, it's a learning curve there's a lot to with like all the weapon pickups and the number crunches there there's a lot to pick up especially when you like bring in the abilities and the the mm. buffs and debuffs that you can work into there. It's there's a lot. Yeah, there's magic. What do you mean spells. like uh, buff and debuffs? Because I don't remember. I, is that something new that they added? No, in Neo this, two is or? A, this is the Neo there's one. There's just a lot of systems at yeah, play. Yeah, there's okay. like a, there's um, poison debuffs. There's berserk debuffs. Stuff that makes them more vulnerable to damage. And a lot of that can you can really break the game easy and make it really easy. But otherwise, it, it can be really difficult. They throw at you so much more at the that first level of Neo. Yeah, than it's even something like a dark. Souls, where it's like, yeah, sure, it's difficult. Oh, you might die a bunch, but way more numbers. You can make easy yeah. progress just through sheer will. Yeah, of like going mm-hmm. in and learning patterns. Just do a Neo, strength, you know, a strength build, hit hard, put it all in strength and health. You can make it where yeah, yeah Neo, where you, you know. got to look at your equipment and really look at the numbers and see what means what. But with the Neo Two Beta, you've got a couple of new things in there. There's stuff more like a, I would call it a parry. The enemy has this like charge up attack where it basically, if you get hit by this shit, you are. So would you say they kind of took a note from Sekiro? No, it's it's more of like they're trying to flesh out, I think, ideas that they had in the first one that they maybe had just not landed very well. Because okay. there, there are types of parries with like skills in Neo 1 where, you know, you can, if somebody attacks you, you do a parry, their sword slides off and you're behind them oh, and you get a quick okay. attack. But right. this is more like a you have a yokai form, which is like a, a Japanese demon. And uh, it's basically a one tap and you can interrupt the enemy in, the, in their like fatal charge attack. And you do a bunch of posture damage and also physical damage. With the first game, you had living weapon mode, which was just like an ultimate. You know, you, mm. you, you basically had your spirit animal, which is in the game. It like powers up your weapon really big and you can do super huge damage to get through it if you need it. This one has a yokai form where it's kind of similar in the fact that you kind of turn into a yokai demon and again, you just do shit tons of damage. And it's like a new mechanic. It's kind of cool. There's a, you get a couple of different yokai forms with uh, which one you pick. One is like a literal shield that just nullifies all damage coming in. The other one's more of like a dodge parry where you get the fuck out of the way. And then the one is like the one I mentioned where it's a it's an attack that interrupts and does a bunch of shit. Is it something that makes you feel like you're going to try Neo 2 as well and get no, further into it? I or don't, is it still- <laughs> I don't think so just because... It's not from software. He's not going to buy it. No, it's not It's not that. It's it's a fun game, but I, I like I said, I There's had... There's a lot of complexities with it. Like, yeah. I couldn't play the alpha for more than like 15, 20 minutes before I was like, this is just... Not my kind Would of Would you say it's more complicated than like Dark Souls or Sekiro? Yeah, 100%. It's definitely got more complications. Yeah. Like Dark Souls, like Ethan is, it's we'll simplified. say this all the time, where 
your skills don't even matter. Like your points at a certain point. Yeah, because there are like people what you're adding in that don't matter. do it with the skill points. You know, just soul level one. Oh, no, yeah. yeah there's a lot of people, yeah, especially on like Twitch or YouTubers that are just like, I'm doing a fucking pathetic person run through. Yeah, you know? whereas on Neo, like... I don't even know. Are there things like loadouts? Like, do you need certain loadouts for different? Yes, there enemies are, there are different like, types of like. You need uh, to be targeting builds. certain weaknesses and shit. Yeah, definitely. Oh, can you yeah. switch to different loadouts on the fly? Like, whenever you're encountering a different enemy or something. I don't know like if that? they have set up switching to a whole different like uh, ensemble with your weapons and everything, but you can definitely like you have two weapons and also your two long range weapons, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you can have different builds just by that. Like your one weapon can be your one build. Like here's and then, my poison damage. Here's yes, my one that's it's, higher and it, crit. And so you, even with like Neo, you, you can have like, I, I guess a long range fighter mm-hmm. where you can be like, I'm going to damage this dude. And then whenever he gets in close, I'm going to fucking knock you him out. You wanted to put all your attributes into like the thing that boosted your distance, your right. ranged attack. Yeah, you could do that. So and what just kind of long range weapons people. do you have? Do you have like guns uh, or yeah, bows and arrows? So or? it's from, you know, it's from that historical Japanese period so you have like you have like a musket or something rifles and then you know long range bow archery that that go really far and you can you have a reticle so you can just snipe people and do crazy amounts of damage in the head yeah nice and that's just a build but for the most part it's just more neo one fleshed out with maybe a couple of new ideas which is so funny to me just because Neo was one of those development hell games. Like it was announced as a PS3 title. Yeah. Was it really? It was in development for like eight or nine years. Holy and, shit. But the, the end fact result, that like now even then do you it's feel still, like, ooh, do you this feel is a more complex Like this version. is more of like a glorified DLC or do you feel like this no. is like a new game? No, this is definitely a new. Just booting into the alpha, it feels new. Yeah, this like, is definitely because, you know, you have your character creator, which is very, very like detailed. You really? Can, you can get some okay. cool looking guys. Are you playing as the same character from nope. Neo 1? No, no, it's a completely different uh, game. Dude. The character from the Neo one was William and I never finished the DLC. So I don't know exactly what happens to him in the story. Okay. Find that out yourself, but no, you get to create a whole new character. I don't know how that is enveloped in the story because they hadn't shown you that part, but yeah, you can be whoever you want. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. And there's also like magic and skills. So that also brings in a whole nother level. Was there magic in the first one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like I said, it's just, it's more of Neo one, probably a little bit more fleshed out and it definitely feels like a new game with more enemy types and more yokai, more demons. The bosses I'm sure are going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. There was even one enemy that's like on the ground a little ways into the beginning of the, the beta and it's like a giant baby slug <laughs> with like sickles for hands. And it's oh, dude, that's I, sick. nothing like that from the yeah. first game. So as long as the enemy variation is is wide and expanded on, I think it could be a really cool game. Just crazy enemy I types. Just, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to jump back into it because with so with Neo one, the funny story I'm going to say. So I'm at the second to last kind of boss. I figure out that there's a way to relevel and redo my skill shapes and stuff like that. So where mm. I can beat him really easily. I basically go from like physical to doing some spells and debuffs that gets him really easily to hit. Mm-hmm. And he goes down like butter. So after I uh, after I leveled that way, I tried to respec and I somehow managed to you can spend as many points as you want and then not use what you don't want to use. And essentially you can keep that to level up later. Well, I kind of leveled up to a certain point and then went into battle, died lost all the souls that I had gathered from the whole game. So I kind of was stuck at a lower level in a part of the game where, where I you needed to be a high tier. Yes. And I kind of fucked myself ass. and I never was able to beat the final boss the, and end the story. And I kind of just never went back to it. So that'll happen. Yeah. Fucked wow. It up. Yeah. But, uh, 
Good game if you like samurais and stuff and you like Dark Souls, check it out. Did you guys actually get a chance to play Apex no, Duos? No, we, we, I downloaded the patch No, because just it came as, out today, right? Yeah, it comes out yeah. at noon usually when they do a new patch. So uh, Drew and his nap. I downloaded it <laughs> and then we kind of started leaving to come record so we didn't get a chance to... I think Apex Duels will be fine because one of my favorite <clears throat> limited time modes was the solo mode. And I think limiting it to two people because like Ethan and I usually just play we usually by ourselves. That. I know, right? Yeah. Usually Somebody lose disconnects anyway. anyway. It's always duos. Exactly, yeah. So I think... I think like the the two person mode will be fun, yeah. but yeah. at least it puts everyone on the same playing field. Yes. You don't yes. have like the teams that are going in three man. Yeah, because even last time. night when we played, I think like towards our last round, someone like dropped out in the character selection screen. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So for duos, does that change the player count? Like, is it the same amount of teams we, technically? We or? don't know. Yet. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. I want to say no because whenever solos was announced, it was still the sixty player thing. Oh, was okay. It? it was still was just, it? but just yeah, a bunch I'm of people sure. by themselves. I can't remember honestly. Cool. Yeah. I would still prefer them to up the the player count to like actually do a full one hundred. Like I know yeah. how, I know that's that's hard and it comes with its own issues. With as garbage as their matchmaking and networking yeah. is still now right, right now. That's why they haven't it. done that. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I know they're working on it. We'll get into it later. But EA is about to put a lot more time into this. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> they promised. They said. Money talks. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and throw down what I, I played this week because mine's a little shorter and then we'll get into the big game for the, the week, I guess game. we could say. So I finally tried out Sayonara Wild Hearts. Yeah. Please tell me about that. This is the one where you sing. It's like a, it's like a dance game or something like that. No. Or so a rhythm it's, game. It's more of a rhythm game. It reminds me a lot of like Rez. I don't know if you guys ever played that game, but it's, I know the name. I remember but watching. You it's play that like game. a lot of music and stuff that's going on. This one happens to be like a very like '80s neon colors kind of color palette and stuff. Vaporwave. Yeah, but the whole idea <laughs> is that yeah, you're the story is actually very understated. There's no dialogue or anything. Okay. You, just, you play through a level, you go through this level, and then you immediately you unlock the next level and you go okay. through. And there's like 16 total, I think. All right. I played the first. How half. long uh, are the levels? Would you say? Two to three minutes, maybe, if you don't fuck up and like, like have a to song. restart a few times. Exactly. It's literally okay. the length of like a song, and so some levels are longer than others. Right, right. Some have like quote-unquote boss encounters and everything, mm -hmm. but the gist of it is, yeah, you play this girl, and you're either like running, or there's sections where you're on like a motorcycle, but the whole time you're just making forward progress in this level, and then usually... Like running across, going up ramps or around tunnels and stuff and collecting things that are like, imagine like coins in a Mario Kart, like lines of, or like in a Sonic game, like just lines of like these things that you're collecting. And sometimes you'll, it'll end at like a heart and that might be like a boost that like chucks you forward a little or bit. Or like a level. health reboost or something. Uh, there's no health really because okay. if you fuck up, it's just like a stops your progress okay. and then you're done. The whole point is it's like constant momentum and constant forward progress is the gist of it. Okay. And it, uh, it's just very stylish. The music's really cool if you're into like like stuff like churches and stuff where it's like this kind of electronic upbeat music and stuff. There are sections where there's kind of combat, but it's very like you might have a gun that's like automatically firing and you're just moving either left or right, right. to make sure you're okay. hitting whatever's in front of you. Uh, I don't think it grabbed me quite as much as like so many people that are reviewing this game were just like if they played it it was something that looked cool to them and they played it like, like oh my god it's nine either like you whatever. love it or you hate it kind of thing no i don't see anyone playing this and hating it i can see people might thinking it's a bit too simplistic for them and that it's just not a really challenging challenging or and I, I wouldn't say it's not engaging it's hard to describe I, okay. I, i'd say you might like it and it's one of those games too it launched on uh, apple arcade so like if you you can play it on your Apple phone if you want five to. Bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's on the phone. I did hear that the touch controls are not great, that you're much better off like connecting a controller. Well, any, yeah, that that's 
absolutely what keeps me away from like mobile gaming is touch controls. Yeah, it's a simple game. I think it's if you because I played on Switch, I didn't play it on Apple Arcade, so I think on there it was ten bucks. I can't remember what I paid for it. Right. Yeah, it was it was neat. I just I heard so many people talking about it. I finally just decided to throw it on. It's because the weather finally got like super cold for a couple nights there. So I opened up my garage door, sat out there, like nice, like 40 degree oh, winds sounds blowing nice. in, yeah. playing uh-huh. my Switch, having a beer is enjoyable. The other game I played this last week, because I, I spent a lot of time editing this week. I didn't have a whole lot of uh, free time to actually sit down and play a game, catch it up on my TV, because I was behind on like Mr. Robot and Watchmen and all that stuff. And I don't started think I new ever anime. finished the first season. That's fucked up. It's a great show. You should watch it. I know. Yeah, if you start it, you should, you should finish I know. I gave Christian Slater's so good in that show. Finally, the Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast PS4 port a yeah, try. I saw Ooh. that you got trophies on that. And I'll get into that. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I'll get into that. So, yeah, one of the first things I did, because what put me in the mood to try it was because I got an email from PlayStation the other day that said that they were ending their oh, trophy right, right, program. Yeah. It was the trophy pass they had on Sony Rewards. Which I had no So idea. no one has heard about this, apparently. Yeah, I have no Colin idea Moriarty what the fuck you're talking this. about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Colin has talked about it before. The thing was, you sign for Sony Rewards, and it's okay. a very basic rewards program. Like, as you make purchases on PlayStation and stuff, you get points you get back like for some sort of credit spent. back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then you can use those points to buy things on their shop, whether it's... Okay. Sony label music or themes or something themes, like that. Yeah, digital codes for games mm-hmm. or accessories, blah, blah, blah. It's a rewards program. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got Microsoft has a rewards program. Like yeah. if you do, you can get points for using Microsoft Edge, which is makes sense because you need to pay me to use that browser. <laughs> <laughs> but with Sony, they also had these passes. So it'd be like sign up for three different trials and we'll give you like a thousand points or whatever. So you like sign up for PlayStation view, PlayStation now and PlayStation plus or whatever. They'll give you a thousand points. And then, but the coolest one was this trophy pass they had where you would activate the trophy pass on your account. And for every like 100 silver trophies, they give you like a, a hundred points or a 500 points or whatever. Every 50 gold trophies, they'd give you a hundred, 500 points, whatever. Oh, nice. But the big one was for every 10 platinum trophies, they'd give you a thousand points. Wow. That is now, not an easy get though. No, it's definitely not. But again, if you would like were to play like, you know, easy plats, like burly men at sea or something like that, I'm sure you can yeah, if you're on PlayStation acquire Plus, that pretty like, easily. There's a spreadsheet online oh, yeah, sure. that has a list of every PlayStation Plus game that's ever come out that mm-hmm. you should be redeeming if you have PlayStation Plus. And like rate Last of Us, Ethan. How long each game is. That's another day. A one out of 10 rating for how easy it is to get the platinum. Yeah, sure. And, so, and that was like one of the top ones is like Burly Minute Seat. Yeah. And yeah. you got stuff like the Telltale games. Mm-hmm. Or you, like One Night Stand or something. Exactly. Like quick mm-hmm. platinums that you might have even gotten these games in your library already. Mm-hmm. And a thousand points on Sony Rewards is uh, equivalent to like a $10 purchase, which means you can redeem that for $10 in PlayStation Network credit. Nice. Which I was doing a lot. <laughs> and y'all know me, I have 79 Platinums on my yeah. PlayStation accounts currently. Yeah, that's enough and I for... do easy Platinums all the time, but then I also try a lot to like finish these Platinums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got an email from Sony that this program is ending it like now, I think. It's like by the time you hear this, it's over. It's I think, done. I think yeah. so, because yeah, Colin, he posted like his list of how many Platinums he's gotten over like 10 years yeah. of something and one of I think them. he's at like 98 yeah, or something. One Jesus the, yeah. There's like three years where he's gotten like 10 plus platinum trophies in a year. Yeah, so I, I started playing Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast because I thought, ooh, I could probably get a easy enough platinum out of that. Ha! You wish. Well, I Sorry, got the hardest trophies already. Really? And because, what were well, some of the hardest trophies? Just beating just the game on the hardest difficulty. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, 
the reason it's so easy is I think I might have mentioned this to you, but you can actually use cheat codes in the game because yes. they come with like codes you can activate. But the the trick is that if you use the cheat codes, it disables trophies. Yeah, that's right. It's usually how it goes. But this but. is such an old game and it's ported and stuff that it there's limitations to that. It doesn't permanently disable trophies. Oh. It just disables it while you're while they're on in the game. And then for that period that you're playing. So what you can do is you could say, turn on God mode, get to the end of a level where a trophy would pop. Let's turn it on. Disable turn it God off, mode. Save it, exit the game, load the save. Oh, so and you're just cheesing the, the, the fuck out of this yeah, thing. Yeah. the fuck out of it. <laughs> now, it's really easy to just, because there's also a level selector in the the thing. Yeah. Or in the, the cheats menu. Mm-hmm. So you can warp to the last level of the game. Unlock everything. Turn on God mode. And uh, no clip, which <laughs> makes it so you could just like clip through walls. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Just walk through walls. You don't Go need to find right key cards or anything. The yeah. door where you would start the final boss fight. Yeah. Turn off no clip. So you just have God mode on. Go in, fight the boss with invincibility on the hardest difficulty yeah. in the game. And then right as he's in his death animation, you can turn off stop God mode it or turn on or yes, pause it, turn off God mode, save it, close it, boot the game up, load the save. Because you have manual then, saves. Yeah. Yeah. And it loads you into the middle of his death animation, but sees that you don't have wow. any cheats on, so it pops the trophy after a couple cutscenes. Yeah, so uncharted. You, you pop the trophy the fuck out for of beating the difficulty on every difficulty. I beating did the game notice, on every difficulty. I did notice that those trophies were a little delayed with the pop on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they were it's a later into the cutscenes. Yeah. yeah, once the cuts like certain cutscenes pop, and then I was like, cool, because getting that beating that game on master on PS4 is gonna be a fucking nightmare i don't it's just care no yeah it's it, just, it, it, would you say it, it just hasn't aged well simon i mean it wasn't easy then like it's right. just one of those games i think the controls just aren't sharp like i think that's literally what it is it's I just i also their, think like the jedi the, outcast games were more to be played on pc than they were on console I, that game originally came out I couldn't on speak for uh, that, yeah, like I Xbox, know. I think. Really? I thought it was a... a the yeah, problem yeah, is I don't, I don't think know. that the PC version had any auto-aim or anything like that, because this is like older there's kind no, of shooters and no, stuff. Yeah, because what, this no came out one, sort like, of aim 2005 or yeah. something like that? And this all. is based on the PC code, uh, not the Xbox code. So I popped those trophies just to get a couple easy quick Piece silvers and golds, <laughs> and then started the game proper on a Padawan so I could find all the secrets and do all the miscellaneous trophies and stuff. Just breeze through it. And I'm playing ha. through the game. It's still it's still a pain in the butt just because some of these levels are long and obs- obscure. The other thing about this game is you're shooting. There's no like, there's no auto aim and you're shooting blaster shots instead of so like normal guns. So they just kind of go. So you have to predict on where this fucking enemy is going to walk and then how slow your blaster shot is going to go. Like it's, no it's not like shooting a gun. It's no. a blaster. It's almost like you're ready. Like you're mo- say you're moving your reticle. So you to felt the- like a real life stormtrooper. You exactly. just Exactly. Hit anything. You, hit you throw yeah. your reticle to the left, and like the reticle will keep going as you're moving your controller. But it's almost like the beam from your gun will just keep kind of going a little bit to the right of your reticle, just because yeah. it's like a, a laser or whatever. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but so I, I'm playing this level, and this first level is about an hour long or so. Jesus fuck! And yeah. the last checkpoint I got was about 15 minutes into it. So I do the whole rest of the level think forgetting that like I hadn't had a checkpoint and forgot I was supposed to be making manual saves yeah. where I'm like exiting the facility as things are blowing up around me. And because it's such a tightrope kind of walkway I'm on outside and because this game controls like shit, I just happen to go a little too far over and just fall off the cliff. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I think I'm going to reload in like five minutes. Ago. No, but you get and back, I'm like, like in the elevator with the starting character again. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> And I'd have, like, I'd have to go through all that shit, and then I wasn't sure, like, 
how the trophy is going to work if I have to rediscover the secrets again or if it knows like in the back end somehow that I did it. So I was like, I'm going to have to redo all of the fuck. So I just, of course, closed the game. I was like, I'm done fucking playing. Yeah. yeah. Was- but like Ethan said, this game's janky as fuck. I'm going to keep playing it because I will not <laughs> let it beat me. I'm going to probably go back into it, but I, I think... Once Fallen Order comes out, I'm going to be like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like all these old Star Wars <laughs> games. Shit, man, man, I'm excited for Fallen Order. I am too. Yeah. Probably, so, I almost pre-ordered it the other day. Don't pre-order. Don't, Why? Don't pre-order. Because it's going to come out. You think they're yeah. going to run out of copies? No, I get a theme. That you'll use for a couple weeks before the I use theme? my themes for quite a while. Thank you, sir. Have you looked up the theme? Do you know if it's any good? I don't care. It's a new Star Wars theme. It could be fucking C-3PO just rubbing the top of R2-D2. Just going, oh my. Oh my. What if it's just like just like spreading his asshole. That's fine too. Especially if he's like, hey, little lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the shitty recorder version of the Star Wars theme song or whatever. Fucking give it to me, man. (laughs) All right. It's like a mini version of it or something. It doesn't cost any less or more if I pre-order it. Like it's, I get extra stuff. It costs exactly $20 more because Black Friday is in like a week after the that's, fucking okay. game comes that's, out. That's that's And then fair. it's going to be on discount. That's actually, that's actually... Well, no, you said that EA games usually don't go on discount. You told me that I would No, I said they don't go on deep discount quickly, but all bets, all are, bets off are off for Black Friday. For Black yeah. Friday, yeah. Everything yeah, is gotta, on discount for Black Friday. I've got to make an educated decision about Jedi or Death Stranding. I'm betting at absolute know. worst, it's going to be $45.99. Yeah. Sounds Black about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At worst. Yeah. I don't know. i got to make a decision about which one I want. So. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of like where I'm at with like Death Stranding right now. It's just like because I didn't really enjoy Metal Gear Solid Five that much. I, I just don't know if I'm going to enjoy Death Stranding. You fucking cowards. If you can beat it in two days, you can just go grab it from GameStop, you return it, no questions asked. No, you're totally right. I am a coward. It's just... Plus, yeah, just buy, like he said, just buy the physical version and then return it if you don't like deal. it. That's a pretty good deal. Like, honestly, that's a pretty cool promotion that GameStop's doing. I mean, Hats off to you, sir. It was a fucking mm-hmm. Best Buy. Like, I mean, most places have done that for a while. GameStop just has always had a really terrible return policy. Well, isn't this, can you do isn't that this the Best second? Yeah. Isn't this the second game that they're doing where it's guaranteed to love or something? Because the first know. one was Days Gone. I can't remember what that program was about, but yeah, it's something like. Oh, is yeah. that what it's supposed to be? Just guaranteed that you love it? Yeah, that's exactly. What they're calling it. Oh, okay. yeah, because the first that's one was they, Days like Gone. It, then, sure. yeah, is it really just definitely. forty-eight hours? I think it said two days. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is two days or something. It's not like that, that good of a return policy. It isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> you can you can buy from Amazon, send it back like a two weeks later, and be like, it did, it's broke. That's true. <laughs> and then they'll fucking refund the he's whole not, thing. You know how many fucking customers wrong. Amazon has? They're not going to check your disc to see if it works in a PlayStation 4 somewhere. <laughs> it's true. It's like, hey, is this guy seem like he's fraudulent? Has he done this a hundred times? Yeah. No, give him his money back. Jeff Bezos just wiped his ass with a million dollar bill. You think we're worried about the fifty ninety nine plus tax? I Yeah, I saw like a video on Reddit the other day where like Jeff Bezos surprised like a high school classroom and no one recognized who he was. It's because he looks like a fucking Area 51 alien. <laughs> Jeff Bezos or, Zuck- or Zuckerberg? No, it's Jeff Bezos. Dude, yeah. Bezos looks like he like J.K. Simmons just got out of the hyperbolic time chamber. That is a yeah, great like comparison. A alien. Look like an alien. He yeah, looks fucking ripped. Yeah, mm-hmm. ripped alien. Andrew's been playing Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> yes, I have been playing Luigi's Mansion Three. I should have beaten it by now, but I haven't. I'm like right on the last couple hours of it. I'm gonna tell you right now. No spoilers. Impressions only. It's a great game. It's super cute. Like it's super it. fun. And I'm really enjoying it. Like you start off, you go to a, it's not technically a mansion. You're in a hotel. The 
is haunted. False advertising. <laughs> exactly. Luigi's Haunted Mansion. <laughs> Luigi's Haunted Hotel 3. But the thing about it, too, is like as a dude who's almost 30, it is depressing how long it took me to solve some of these puzzles and how simple they were. Because like yesterday, even there was a should point. Do more crossword puzzles. I should. I should do something. I should do Sudoku or something we like that. We need brain age now. <laughs> yeah. Not a few months from now. 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 I need it. I'm weaking. Uh, I'm weaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm weaking. I have no idea what that what that's supposed to mean. But yeah, even like yesterday, there was a point where I is you're going into like an Egyptian pyramid, right? And the puzzle was so fucking simple that you just had to go up and hit like X. Mm-hmm. To like pull a lever on a statue that would open the door, but my dumbass fucking sat around for fucking forty five minutes vacuuming, vacuuming up vacuuming sand. Everything. Do I blow at it? Yes, do I, exactly. <laughs> like do I shine the light brighter at it? Exactly. Like- <laughs> and even then, like I got so frustrated, I was like, "Fuck it!" And like I just, I like I went to YouTube and I was just like, "How do I get past this part?" You know, you know, I just typed in Luigi's Mansion three pyramid, and then like I saw it was just one simple fucking click away to open this door, and I felt like a fucking idiot. See though, with things like that like i've had plenty of instances like that in games and usually that's up to poor visual design i don't think it's poor visual design i really think i'm just i did like it look like even anything you should have been able to grab or, yes oh it yes did? because so like what the fuck drew because like the whole thing was like there's two statues between like the entrance to the pyramid like where one arm is up and like the other one's down yeah and so you go to pull the arm down to open the door mm-hmm. and like i if I just fucking sat there and looked and been like, okay, what's the answer to the solution? I should have solved it, but I didn't. I just went and vacuumed up fucking sand for like, again, like another 40 minutes. Just like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? You yeah. dumb bitch. No, so for essentially, sure. For if your child sure. is in public school, maybe they're not smart enough for Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> but if you've been paying for private school... That's an okay game to get them for the holidays and for the fall. I wouldn't even say that. I would say (laughs) pay attention. Use your brain because I did not. (laughs) I haven't gotten stuck yet or anything, but also I like I said, I I maybe played like 30, 45 minutes while I was. How far did you get? Not very far before we realized uh, what I don't even have like (laughs) the goo gun yet. Oh, you don't have Luigi? Not not far. Yeah. I I just got like the psychedelic flashlight. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like got the coin photo yeah, there and I, yeah. I walked back out to the main hallway where one of your buddies like, is framed. For as simplistic as the combat is, it feels so good to smack the shit out of ghosts. Oh, I do really. Yeah, I've definitely done the Hulk smash on a couple of ghosts already. And, oh, and that was definitely fantastic. Definitely feels good. If you're frustrated and like you get to a point where you can combat some ghosts, you smack the shit out of it. It makes you feel so good. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It is. Uh, I will say it's one of the definitely the most visually impressive game I think I've seen on the switch. Really? Like it's uh, I've only played handheld so far. I haven't played any docked play, mm-hmm. but it, it is fucking gorgeous. Like, it some, is really the pretty. lighting in this game is really, really impressive. Of course, like Nintendo first party games, the quality of the models and animations are always very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This game's beautiful. I, uh, it runs really well so far. Like I said, I'm not that far in, but I can't imagine I'm suddenly going to start hitting like frame rate drops and everything. I've hit uh, a few frame rate drops, but that was only whenever I was playing yesterday, whenever I was trying to stream it mm-hmm. and I was playing on my monitor instead of the TV. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was just, you know, the weirdness with the cables. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm looking forward to putting more into it. I like that it's going to be short because I, I want to like kind of like I get it done just because I'm ready. Like is a death stranding is like this fucking week and. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you two. I'm buying that immediately and <laughs> I'm going to buy it definitely, but I just, I'm going to need someone to talk to about it. That's why I, one of y'all's got to get it. I'm going yeah, so we'll to get it. So we'll talk about it. I'm excited to see how long fallen order is supposed to be 
because if it's under, like if I can get through that in like under 20 hours, that might be another one where I just do like a three day rental. But it just depends on how difficult. The I don't know. Is and I'm, I'm from what I'm hearing about Fallen Order. It, that's supposed to be very Souls like. I'm expecting uh-huh. it to be kind of long. Yeah, I mean, we'll, not we'll not see. necessarily long, but at least like 30, 40 hours. I don't know if I'm that interested in a Star Wars game for that long. That's ten films. That's true. But and you're the Jedi. Sure, but they're not all Rogue One. They're not all Empire. God, Strikes I love Back. Rogue One so much. Some of the films are a little less interesting than the others. You didn't like Rogue One? Are fucking serious right now? Rogue One was great. I didn't not. Go fuck yourself. I did not like Rogue One, but that was just. Rogue One's awesome. Rogue One is so good, dude. That's probably the funnest one to like just rewatch because it's like action packed and you know like what's happening and stuff. Like, I don't even know. It's very straightforward. Mm -hmm. It's got the. Killer Darth Vader scene payoff at the end. Oh, dude, yeah. Come and on, fucking, what's fucking his name? Awesome. Um, yeah, I never said it was bad. I just didn't know you guys. Oh, what's his name? The, the guy that plays one. the robot is so good in that. I'm just saying it's better than the prequels and it's better than Solo. Oh, sure. Never saw Solo. Solo's actually. I like Revenge of the Sith, though. Guys, I think it's time for a game. Ooh, I'm excited. What game you say, Ethan? I hear you say. What's, what's the, the score? First good. up. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. Yeah. We got Planet Zoo. It came out today. From Frontier Developments. It did indeed. It came out on PC. Mm-hmm. I was watching November 5th. I was game? watching Dan's gaming watching. Is this, a little is this bit like of it. kind of like almost like Tokyo Jungle? It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon, yeah. but you run a zoo. Which oh, didn't okay. they didn't Roller Coaster Tycoon didn't do they have a zoo a, tycoon? Yeah, they had a zoo tycoon. There is a zoo yeah. tycoon, yes, but this is <laughs> probably better. Yeah, probably. Description is as follows. Build a world for wildlife in Planet Zoo from the developers of Planet Coaster and Zoo Tycoon come the ultimate zoo sim featuring authentic living animals who think, feel, and explore the world you create around them. They feel? Experience a globe-trotting <laughs> campaign or let your imagination run wild in the freedom of sandbox mode. Ooh. Create unique habitats and vast landscapes. Make big decisions and meaningful choices. Can I make a cage with lions and turtles? And nurture your animals as you construct <laughs> and manage the world's wildest zoos. And a description is like five more paragraphs, but you get the deal. Yeah, it's zoo tycoon, animals. but not yeah. tycoon. And it's to actually, answer your question, Drew, you probably can't. Most of those games don't let you put like meat eaters and 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 but, prey in the same thing. Do you? I mean, do you think lions eat turtles? If they had the chance, probably. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, why would a lion eat a turtle? Flip them upside down, get to the soft underbelly. Yeah, it's like turtle soup <laughs> for a lion. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what are we thinking, boys, for the score? I'm going to say 77. Zoo. 79. Yeah. 79. Closest without going over is Ethan Newbolt. Motherfucker. Was it? 83. Nice. Good. I definitely will probably watch some people play this uh, just to get my, my fix. Now, also, something else that I had said was that uh, I said on the way up here, I didn't clarify before we start the game. It's true. We're officially going to start taking score. That's one for me. So I'm creating a new doc right now. Here's how Wait, we're gonna so we're handle... not going to count my previous wins? No, we're starting are, fresh. God damn it. Also, you're a cheating fuck. We can't verify I, the validity I, oh, of any of your previous wins. One time, whenever you, you first started doing this. You're the reason I we can't count anything from October in the first place. You're lying. Now, Ethan, I've decided that this is Don't how we're going to handle... sit there and smirk and giggle, you little shitbag. This bag. is how we're going to handle the extra points. Okay. I'll only allow the person who gets the closest to the score to try to guess what the critic percent recommended is. Your game, your rules. And you'll get an extra point. <laughs> You're the only one who gets to try for this. Sure. And can wait, can Drew just attempt so we can have, you know, who could question. Okay. So here, here's what we'll do. 
<laughs> but his, but no matter even if he's right, he why do you even write Travis's name on there? He's the one that hosts the game. He's not just to know that he has zero points. Okay, so here's what we'll do: without going over, you have to be within five percent for the loser of the critics' to. recommended percentage. No, you have to be within five oh, okay. percent. Yeah, because you point, won. Yeah, if you don't get within five percent or you go over, I get a chance. Drew gets a point. Okay. I like if, this. I don't I know like if uh, Price is Right does anything like that. We're not Price is Right. Oh, just playing by their rules. Yes, now, exactly. here's the thing, too. You and we're can making decide. our own rules as well. Okay, here we go. This is what makes it fair. <laughs> I can okay. decide no, 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 no. not to attempt it. You can decide not I to even attempt out. it and prevent Drew from getting extra points. So basically, ooh. you're saying, ooh, I'm pretty sure I can get this. And you're risking an extra point. All right. I like that. I'm going to go for That's the extra kick. That's a good kick. rule. That's or we're throwing yeah. a little football in or there. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You going right. for two or you right, going to field goal? I'm going to go for two. All right, you're going for two? Right. Okay. So cl- close, within 5% and not going over, how many percent of critics do you think recommended this game? Again, the 90. Metacritic was 83. 90% of the people 86% recommended. recommended. Drew gets a point. Boom! I went too high. I got too zealous. <laughs> I figured it had to be. I, my 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 thought process was enough people had to recommend it enough to get that high of a score. Recommendations are hard. Yeah. That's why is it always is All it right. worth the risk? Yeah, so, that's a good rule. I so, really like that. So Ethan one, Drew one. Okay. Oh, I don't lose my point. No, you don't no, lose your no. point. You still win your original you, point. Oh, it's just you, you took the risk. Point. Oh, you would have yeah. had a okay. one point lead. Oh, but that's now fine. You, no, no, no. I'm okay with that. I thought I was losing. No, no, no. Even better. I'm okay with this. That's fine. Yeah. Go on with your chlorophyll. All right. <laughs> Next, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. Oof. I can't believe this even got like another thing. I'm still surprised that they're making these. I mean, it's it, is well, it like they a did, just dancing? Do these well, things no. sell well? Do you remember the other one though that they did? They've done this before. Oh yeah, yeah, they've done it like ever since every Olympics. I think even Winter Olympics they've done it. I think they only did. They've only done like two. Two? Yeah, I think that's. I think they have had like a winter one though, but mm-hmm. I think there've only been like two. There's a Mario and well, Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Yeah. That's more than I thought. I didn't well, know well, it. because it makes sense. They would only come out every four years because that's when the yeah. Olympics is. Yeah, and there was one at the 2012 London Olympic Games. Yeah, so two games. Yeah, I don't know if they went back before that. Do you guys want to know what the Metacritic scores were for the previous titles? Yes. Yeah, actually, I do. at least the yes. last year, at least yes. the last one. So I'll, I'll take both of them on the Wii <laughs> for the 2012 Olympic Games. These are Wii exclusives, right? Well, no. this 2012 one is okay. Okay, fair. I think there might be a DS one. These are prior to Open Critic even yeah, existing. Yeah. This is old Metacritic scores. Yeah, but on Metacritic, the Wii version of the game 2012 got a 66. percent Sounds about right. And. Yeah. Uh, the 2016 game on the Wii U got a 65%. So that's what we were so working with a, prior. Is this a Switch exclusive? This is a Nintendo Switch exclusive that released November 5th. I'm going to say 63. Okay. And also for people that, I mean, the name's pretty self-explanatory. Mario and Sonic are Olympic-level athletes. And they and bring all their competing buddies against each other. to yeah. compete in the Olympics. It's a bunch of little mini-games and stuff. 68. So we got 68 from Ethan. What was yours again? 63. 63. 69, baby. Motherfucker! God damn it! 69. I figured if they Eat were going to do dick, one Ethan. more, they had to have at least made some slight improvements. I don't know, because they went from 66 in 2012 to 65. That's right. Yeah. Last, tr- so like, yeah, last gotta, chance. We got to make it either, happen. Either go for it or they fucked it up even go worse. Go big or go home. So now, Ethan, do you want to go Of course I am. What am I, a coward? I like your style. 
for the percent recommended, again, within 5% without going over. 54. 53% recommended. Damn. Nice. Andrew gets a point. Andrew's not going to have to work for this one. Mm-hmm. Ethan's doing it for oh, me. You're, you're keeping score, aren't you? You're going to sit back. Yeah, I got well, you. We're both tied at two. Damn. I was too generous with that one. Our third <laughs> and final, what's the score? Fuck. Contendee. Oh, no. This is a hard one. For episode 23 is the game that apparently only I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Death Stranding from Kojima Productions. Kojima. Releasing November 8th, 2019 for the PlayStation 4 and early summer 2020 for PC. From legendary game creator Hideo Kojima comes an all-new genre-defining experience. Sam Bridges must brave a world utterly transformed by the Death Stranding. Carrying the disconnected remnants of our future in his hands, he embarks on a journey to reconnect the shattered world one step it's at a the time. Worst plot synopsis or whatever you want to call that ever of a game. With yeah, but what are you expecting cre- from this game? With like, spectral we have creatures don't know. plaguing the landscape and humanity on the verge of a mass extinction. It's up to Sam to journey across the ravaged continent and save mankind from impending annihilation. What is the mystery of the Death Stranding? What will Sam discover on the road ahead? An unprecedented gameplay experience holds these answers and more. Starring Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, Leah Sado, and Lindsay Wagner. What about Guillermo, Guillermo del, Toro? del Toro? Yeah, come on. He's not starring in the game. Softball. He's, he has, he has a like a very small part. His, like he had the motion capture and body t- he's like in done. There. No, he's not being. He's not acting the character though. Same with uh, like someone else's act, like voicing. Oh, really? Oh, oh really? Okay. Same yeah, with uh, Nicholas uh, Winding Ref. I mean, he's not, or whatever. He's not a voice actor. He's another director. He's also had his body and all that captured, but someone and else Conan O'Brien. doing the actual acting. And Conan O'Brien. Yeah. What are we thinking for the top critic average? 89. 89? Ooh, you bitch. I'm going to go 87. Fucking bitch. No points awarded. 86. Damn it! Is the Damn it! current. Damn it! Open critic. And so these are people that just have like advanced copies, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, since neither of you got it right, we're going full prices right rules for critics recommended. Okay. For one point. Meaning not within 82. 5%, closest without going over. 82. You say 82? Nope. 90. 79 is my new answer. Are we allowing people to change their answers? You haven't I'm going said to the people. Yet. No, I know, but you said 82. I don't 82. think we should allow people well, to change their answers, but I'm gonna, I like Drew, Ethan's you like it? slide. Are you going to you're gonna let it slide? Yeah. You're allowing it? Mm-hmm. And do you want to update your percentage now that he has changed his to what, 79? Mine, mine had nothing to do with Drew's answer. I oh, just, I know. I, I, I want to make it fair for re-evaluated. If Drew wants to reevaluate, I want to give him the chance. Ethan says 79% of critics recommend this game based on an 86 Fuck it. Critic. I'll say 85. 85%? Yeah. Ethan gets the extra point. No 80, fucking way. 81% no recommended. Fucking nah, you went over. <laughs> you piece of shit. Cool. You piece he of was shit. only over Wait, by one it was, first anyway. What was it, 82? 81% recommended. Okay, cool. Yeah. Your what first I, guess was 82. Also, I would have lost? Yeah. Mm. And you dropped that's, it to 79. That's cool. It's, it's, got, it's, just, it's such a mixed-reviewed game. Some people are just like, this I feel is like this is going to be one of those games where it's like you really either love it yeah. or you hate it. The yeah. whole thing I've seen so far is it's just... 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 2 out of 10. <laughs> wow, really? finish it. <laughs> like, it's like... Holy it's shit, yeah. incredibly divisive. All right, guys. It's time for some news. News, 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 news. News. There you go. <laughs> First up on the docket, we got some Death Stranding news, of course. The game is about to be released. We're starting to hear more and more about it. 
and something that somebody noticed while watching the credits for the game, which blows my mind that someone's actually beaten this game. Someone knows what Death Stranding is. More than 70 guerrilla developers worked on Death Stranding. That's fucking dope. This is I from mean, Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Yeah, kind of expected. This is something we were sort of talking about uh, just because, like I said multiple times now, that the game is running on Decima Engine, which is an in-house engine developed by Guerrilla Games. Yes. The people that did the Killzone series and Horizon Zero Dawn. Again, also a first-party Sony studio. We talked about this last week when we were talking about the game getting announced for PC, mm-hmm. how that's really interesting because of how much money Sony's put into this game, clearly. And then now we know even more so, not just money, but personnel. Like 70 yeah. people is not anything to scoff that's, at. That's a, that's a big number that's of people That's the whole staff picture right there, including the people from Gorilla, I would assume. No, or is this that is just, just Kojima okay, production. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. It is, yeah. But, I mean, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was... It's still one of the best looking PS4 games out there. One of the best PS4 games, period. Very true. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, I think it's awesome that uh, Guerrilla Games uh, lent their hand to Kojima Productions to help them, whatever the, they did, the either fine tune They're using or, the best of the best. Yeah, exactly. Mm. We got a couple of notes here from the article. When the engine collaboration was announced in 2016, Kojima Productions said it had established a satellite team at Guerrilla's Amsterdam headquarters to offer technical support to the game's Japanese development team. However, the final version of Death Stranding reveals the Horizon Studios' development input was much broader than previously thought. According to the game's credits, Guerrilla contributed to Death Stranding's environmental art, animation, visual effects, cinematics, audio, and more. More than 40 Guerrilla engineers worked on the game, including Horizon Zero Dawn's lead game programmer, Wow! lead programmer, lead AI programmer, and technical director. Horizon's art director, lead environmental artist, technical art director, lead lighting artist, and lead technical animator also worked on Death Stranding. So like the heaviest of heavy hitters at Guerrilla Games were working, were working on, on this game actively And you can see it in like the demos and everything like that because like whenever you see like a demo or something like that, you can see like the draw distance and how... Oh yeah, any of those like sweeping environmental shots where he's like up on a mountain or whatever. That definitely looks like, like Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Yes. Lead yes. environment artist probably. Yeah. yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn's senior quest designer is even credited for quest design on the Kojima title. That's awesome. None of the Guerrilla developers credited above mentioned Death Stranding in their LinkedIn profile. That one right there, you said the quest designer, that has me almost more on board for Death Stranding now. Oh, yeah. Some of those quests in Horizon Zero Dawn were like so organic. Yeah, exactly. Like an evolution of how well they were done in like The Witcher 3. I'm not just going out to kill six boars and get their pelts and then come back. The side quests don't even feel like side quests. They feel like... Like, this is a mainline like, story. I don't to want do to this. skip this. I don't like, want I'm to helping miss out. the world for, yeah. because I want to. So that that right there shows me that like at the very least, Death Stranding will have like a focused linear line if I want to do that with the quests at least, or that there even are some sort of quest to you know objective to complete, and I'm not just wandering around doing whatever the fuck I'm doing in that yeah. game. We probably could have guessed. I think we had said before that like clearly they're getting help from them. Like. Sony's really good about that in general. Like if you if you're a first party or a second party team up there and you have a close relationship with Sony, they'll help like you a, out. Yeah, they have a so, they have a team called Ice that like that's their job is they like are going out there and be like, here's the nitty gritty details of how to make a PS4 game. What problems are you coming across? What can we do to help your team? surmount these issues and yeah, like make how the can best we thing help you, you can get make. to where you want to go yeah, yeah they're, like, they're not going to let somebody swirl the drain and and not help yeah. them out you know mm-hmm. at any at least that's so, really cool yeah. but for 70 people from gorilla to be working on this game that's a lot whereas kojima productions is understood to employ just over 100 people 
that's almost 200 people working on this game and a decent chunk of them from another first party studio. So again, this is just more and more interesting that this is going to PC at some point that Sony was clearly on board with that from the very beginning. There's no way that just a couple months ago they decided to do that. If I like it, I mean, I, I don't know that I like the game yet. If, I'm pr- it's probably going to be a double dipper. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to just not buy one and then wait for it to come out on PC when you've got oh, so yeah, much there's attention. There's no way I can wait. Yeah, yeah I, if any. It, it no, most, that's what I was saying is like, if you liked it on PS4, would you get it on PC? Probably. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah because okay. it's I'm I'm the tech nerd, man. Like, I want to see how this sh- I'm struggling with whether or not I want to drop another 60 bucks on Red Dead Redemption 2, even though I never beat yeah, it on you, Xbox because yeah. I want to see what it looks like it on looks, a computer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's that side of me wants to do that. And I don't suggest most people do this whole thing of like, oh, I want to support the developer, like spend your money the way you want to spend your money. But I'm the type that's like, I like that Sony took the chance to say, hey, you can put this game on PC. I like that they're doing that. I want to show, ooh. Not only will I buy it on fucking PS4, but yeah, if it's on PC, I want to get it there too. Like I want, I want to play these games where I want to fucking play them. I want Sony to see killer fucking numbers you on tweet there. At PlayStation, don't worry, PlayStation. I'm still gonna buy it on PS4, <laughs> but I'll also buy it on PC. Don't you worry. Oh, they aren't worried about it because that's what I'm saying. There's got to be some deal out there where they're getting a cut out of yeah, this money, of no matter what. Suffice it to say, this is definitely an experiment for them. Yes, and I'm excited to see what comes of it, and if. Maybe yeah, I'm excited to future, see what like, in the future. Yeah, are we going to see more PS4 ports to PC? Like, are we going to see Horizon Zero Dawn on PC or something like that? You I know? still, that's the part where I don't know if first party games are ever going to make that leap, but the second party stuff that Sony's yeah. heavily invested in, like a Persona game, like if Sony says, hey, Atlas, y'all can put Persona 6 on PC, yeah. go for it. I think another thing, people don't really talk about this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Sony was one of the people that gave Sega the go ahead to start putting Yakuza on PC That'd be because dope. that's a game that like it's only ever been on PlayStation platforms. Well, I have Yakuza on Yakuza zero on PC. I'm saying Sony probably there might've been some conversation down the line where they were like, Hey, that's not going to ruffle our feathers. Yeah, no, I, oh, okay. I found my train of thought. And what I was going to say is Sony isn't going to share something like that. Cause to be honest, they don't like to share very much, but nope. they, if they can get a piece of it to where they think it's worth it, yeah, they, they'll party, do it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, I think second party, it makes sense for them because sure. like I said, this is something where they've invested in this, but if that just means like, Oh, here's another way for us to recoup our investment. Yes. They don't have to do that on first party games because again, we've seen horizon zero dawn without breaking a sweat mm-hmm. sold like 15 million copies. Yeah. Uncharted for 18 million copies. The last of us two is probably going to be the best selling single piece of software on PlayStation hardware by the, like when it comes out. Yeah. They don't need help putting that on steam to itch a couple more bucks, but something like death stranding where maybe this does come out and it is super divisive word of mouth is what's selling it. And people are a little worried about it. A good way to help pay for some of this R and D is yeah. Hey, we're also getting money from this coming off of steam or Epic game store or whatever. Like, so first party, I don't think so, just because they don't need help. It's it's not so much sharing. It's I that, think, like, that's what sells PlayStation. I think this is a good stepping stone to where, again, I think if the contract is right, they might somewhere down the line do some sort of first party kind of sharing. But you're, you're right. That's their, you know, that's their bread and butter first yeah. party. So and like, I mean, you we'll never see, know. This yeah. means that Decima Engine runs on PC. Yeah. Like it's and, <laughs> but like we also we said the same thing about cross play and cross saves. Like we never thought that that would be a thing. No. And people are slowly kind of thought about it. It was the way the industry was going. They got sure, strong armed into it. You can say that about a lot of stuff. It's like, oh, the industry's heading that way. But like, you know, a lot of people thought that that wasn't going to be some, for certain things. They were dumb. Whatever. Crossplay was inevitable. 
when everyone does it and like Sony doesn't want to be the one, the odd man yeah, exactly. out when their slogan is like the way you want to play or whatever. <laughs> like you can't, you can't like fucking be like, Oh, except for these ways that but, we've highlighted okay, in but yellow. That example here. isn't inevitable. <laughs> that means that they were strong armed into doing crossplay yeah, because they because were forced the whole to went that way. Exactly. But the whole industry isn't going, let's put all of our first party stuff on there. It's true. Really, it's just fucking and like you said, Sony, Microsoft. You're right. And like you no said, Sony doesn't have be like, to. Hey, when are we getting super Mario Odyssey two on PC? Bitch. <laughs> That's because, like, no one bothers Nintendo about that But that's because that they know that Nintendo's almost never going to do that. They don't do that ever. I know. Exactly. That's what I mean. But They're the, not I, even going to ask. Yeah, but Microsoft is. But also everyone's like, well, you gotta. Microsoft doesn't <laughs> have a choice. But when it comes to something like crossplay, that's like yeah. it stretches across so many more companies. So, but that said... I would love for first party Sony games to go to PC just because I want people to be able to play these games. Except know, for Bloodborne. I know I don't ever get to have that. I would love for that's it to be mine. on PC because it'll finally look good. No, that's mine. <laughs> it'll have all, it'll be at a decent resolution with anti-aliasing and I can turn off all the garbage chromatic aberration that makes it look like trash. No, that's my game. That's our game. You don't get to make Bloodborne. <laughs> you don't get to say that great again. You don't get to say that word. Next that's up. Our, that's our word in the future. <laughs> Hideo Kojima says his studio will make films. That's fucking dope. Good, because that was like one of his big things. He's quoted in interviews as saying like, I wanted to make films. I couldn't do that. So I made games instead. And I think that's fucking awesome. I would love to see a Kojima movie. This was the video I didn't get to watch was the, the him talking about the future of Kojima productions. Oh, that like, interview, yeah, yeah. Uh, the BBC. I, well, I actually, I posted it before you did. Oh, did you? Yeah, but it was it was a Twitter comment relate like connecting to the BBC article. I didn't know there was an actual just YouTube video. Of yeah, it. I got about I, I haven't finished it yet, but I got about like 10 minutes. I meant it. to watch. It. It's only half yeah. an hour, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not but long. It's he, worth watching. For he sure. does mention he. I know there's a comment and a quote from it. He's like, if you can do something well, you can do anything well, I think is is something close to what he said. And it's it's I think he's specifically talking about like him in video games and movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, his his games are already practically like oh yeah Jared makes a joke movies, all the time yeah, yeah basically he like, says he doesn't like to play his movies sure and I get that <laughs> but at the same time like they're so dynamic and engaging like yeah. just like a movie and if you get to play a little bit in your you know everybody wants to be in a movie that's dreams for a lot of people so when you play the movie as you know the character and you're in the movie but it's still a game. That's dope. Immersive, yeah. But I would at the same time I'd also love to just sit back and watch a fucking Kojima movie. I mean, can you imagine what a Kojima movie could be? Mind fucking. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like I would love to see what he could do with a movie, man. This from Brian Ashcraft over at Kotaku.com. For a guy who says that 70% of his body is made of movies, this seems like it's a long time coming. In a 26-minute BBC documentary on the making of Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima reveals the inevitability. I am inevitable. <laughs> Quote, in the future, man. <laughs> Kojima Productions will also start making films. If a person can do one thing well, then they should be able to do anything well. That is a End very, quote. like, I'm the fucking best. Well, <laughs> right there, like. This was like a thing on Twitter the other day, too, where someone had to explain that, like, when his stuff is translated to English, yes, there's obviously he comes off way more arrogant than he really is. That, like, there's a lot of nuance yeah. left, but... Because his translator also tends to be kind of literal because he he doesn't want to leave too much to the imagination. But yeah, he's, like, he's not trying to sound quotes, like an ass. So like, yeah, he, he comes off like an ass, but like you watch an interview with him. He seems very Kojima's, genuine. He's Japanese, you know? right? Yes. yes. So there is a there is a thing in Japanese culture that's it's like modesty. And there's like it's like a it's like an unwritten rule where you don't like brag. And th yeah, the, it, this just sounds like it's some it's like mm. a slightly less lost in translation kind of thing. So 
Kojima did not clarify when the studio will start making films. Kotaku reached out to Kojima Productions, but did not hear prior to get an editor, guys, <laughs> did not hear back prior to publication. Quote, I think within the next three to four years, everything will move to streaming games, movies and TV shows. Quote, when that happens, movies, TV shows and games will be competing in the same space. Kojima is interested in the type of entertainment that will inevitably rise from this competition. I mean, like you said, it, it it makes sense. Like he's already got all this prowess as a director and as an editor. Yeah. Something I, they go over in the BBC documentary, but that I didn't realize not a lot of people knew is that like every trailer that comes out for like one of his games is a trailer that he edits himself. Yeah. Like, that was not, one thing about the BBC to some doc. company mm-hmm. and like pay for somebody like some kid to cut it he's together. Very with hands cool on music. with what he does. Yeah. yeah. Like he picks the audio for these trailers. He picks the soundtracks he literally sits down with Premiere and like fucking cuts these trailers, and he is the I, one who gets final yeah, cut. Yeah, because that was I would one say, of the thing with the BBC doc was like right, right in the beginning. That's what they talk about is, mm-hmm. and it even shows him like yeah, they're working on the final yes, launch trailer in right. this documentary. Now, like, is he like, uh, I'm sorry, Ethan, I mean, actually you. like sitting there and doing the edit. Yeah, is, he like, yes. just like, is he just standing right there making sure that he's getting exactly what he? No, wants. he's doing. No, it, he I mean, it's a little in, bit of both. Sure, but sure, like, sure. yeah, but he's actually doing the editing himself and everything. Yeah. And can I ask a weird question? What's up? So like, let's say that like Kojima for whatever reason gets the IP property back from metal gear solid. And he never makes gonna him, happen. Never. I know. I know it's not going to happen. Know, but I yeah, know. Let's talk pipe dreams. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he makes a, a metal gear movie. Who would you want to cast as solid snake? I don't know, but did you not know that there's already a metal gear solid movie in the making? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, okay. It's going uh, to supposed to suck. Not necessarily the director's fucking awesome. Who, who is it? It's uh, not Kojima. Let me pull it up. Well, it what it will it will be a soulless Metal Gear Solid movie because it won't have the Metal Gear Solid soul. Well, in it's it. also well, like the thing about it too because I think Metal Gear Solid Five Solid Snake was voiced by Kiefer Sutherland. Jordan invoked Roberts. That's right, and he is known. Didn't he for, do Kong Skull Island? Uh, he did Kong Skull Island. He did the Kings of Summer. Successful Alcoholics. What else? There that was another funny. big one that he did. Oh, he did. Uh, he directed Nick Offerman American Ham. Oh, that's cool. A bunch of uh, Funny or Die episodes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. he was on like an episode of Doug Loves Movies once, mm-hmm. whenever Kong Skull Island came out. But he's also an enormous Metal Gear fan, and he was actually working with Kojima in pre-production on this movie while oh. he was still at Konami. No okay. shit. Okay. So he's not like Kojima. It's one of those things where he's not technically allowed but to work on But he calls him it. on the side. But it's probably, I would not be surprised if there's not like... At least some things where he's like, hey, does this make sense? Or yeah, whatever. yeah, definitely. No, if, this, if this Kojima, is still ways off. Sure. If Kojima's even touched it, breathed on this, this, <laughs> this uh, project, it'll come out probably better for it. I think he was on Instagram. Like it was one of those Twitter photos Kojima posted where like they're like this like yeah. months ago. If, like so. And this is a hypothetical. If a person that was making a Metal Gear Solid movie thought they could do it without any type of input from Kojima. Then it would suck. I'm sorry. Nobody could do this without even. Oh, for sure. He's got to be there. But but this has been I mean, the worst for a long baby, time. And, you know, like I said, but that's it, cool. It I started mean, production before he left Konami, before all that started happening. Oh, so OK, I didn't know that. All it's right. still like it's still early, early planning phases, of course. But mm-hmm. like there's hope. I've been hearing about this for so long and it seems like it might actually be going into production. Yeah, um, that's that gives late me next year, early next year. But that gives me. You know, hope for yeah, okay. yeah, and again too, like I mean, we 
we heap all this praise on Hideo Kojima and everything. Not that it's undue, sure, but like the Metal Gear one and two games and like Metal Gear Solid. The whole point was it was like him trying to make a movie, like his favorite action film. Yeah, like Solid Snake is based on the main character of Escape from New York. Like yes. that's like oh, all Snake. Plitzkin or Pilsen. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. where that name Snake comes from. Like, oh no, shit, that's interesting. Okay. That's why those games are so campy, is because like those first because that's what he's basing it on. What about yeah, the first exactly. Metal Gear? Like Metal Gear One, and yeah, two? Metal Gear. Yeah, because like that, the those cov- were like yeah. the guy on the cover looks oh, okay, like okay. that guy basically. The over the top one from the, the yeah, 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 yeah the the SNES ones, right? Or, uh, I was on the original NES and yeah. then like PC yeah, Engine yeah, yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. or the MSX. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, I mean, who knows what it's going to be? I think it makes sense because. Again, he's independent now. He can do whatever he wants. He's Good for got him, this dude. huge like, team where they can yeah. make these cinematics. They he's obviously got, love him, and he can do it all. Yeah, exactly. All these buddies in Hollywood. And now. according to him, he thinks he could. He could anything. Yeah. Pretty confident yeah, he's that he pretty can figure it out. And, yeah, he and can, he's got yeah buddies in Hollywood. Shit. I mean, uh, Mads Mikkelsen and uh, what's his fucking name, Norman Reedus, are what, in Death Stranding. So I'm that, sure he yeah. can. What like, that comment also says to me is that it's not that he's overconfident. It comes off as like he would never attempt to do something that he didn't think he could do well. Like he would never go out to be like, I'm going to go play football because I think I could do that well because I make movies well. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> well you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. sticks to his lane I think the things and he that does he's, that well. He's learned and yes. he's done well in video games. Storytelling. Clearly translates yes. to movies and yes. TV shows. Oh, what do you, I mean. He's going to open a restaurant. What you know if he, what I mean? like, <laughs> he, he, he makes a movie and it's just like Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Oh my God. Yeah. It'll That'd never be happen because Guillermo del Toro doesn't finish projects. Yeah. Next up, New Gorilla <laughs> Games job listing seems to explicitly acknowledge the existence of Horizon Zero Dawn 2. This is from Alex Avard over at GamesRadar.com. A number of newly published job listings from Guerrilla Games suggest the studio is indeed working on a sequel to its 2017 open world action game, Horizon Zero Dawn, with one vacancy in particular seemingly confirming the project's outright existence. The Amsterdam-based creator of Killzone recently posted a vacancy for a technical vegetation artist, nice. which would focus on the creation <laughs> of vegetation assets that are used to dress the game world. The listing explains that within Gorilla, we have four teams dedicated to creating the stunning environments of Horizon, and one team focuses on the creation of lush and stunning vegetation. Applying some deductive logic to this short paragraph, Gorilla appears to be outright confirming that another entry in the Horizon Zero Dawn franchise is in development, and this vegetation artist would be brought on to work on this title specifically. It's no surprise that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is in the works at Gorilla, but it's entirely possible that the project is being targeted as a PS5 launch game when that next generation console releases next year. (laughs) Indeed, actress Janina Gavankar, who played Tatai in the original Horizon, accidentally made... uh, She was in the DLC Frozen Wilds. Oh, I don't think I've gotten that far into that. Yeah, I haven't played the Frozen Wilds yet. I played the base game, but I haven't played the DLC yet. She accidentally made mention of the sequel earlier this year. While some developers of or some of Gorilla's developers have been teasing an impending announcement on their personal Twitter profiles, another job listing for a principal animator for Living World also suggests the studio will be making good use of the PS5's upgraded specs, asking for someone who can push the envelope for free-moving crowd animations. Hopefully, we'll be hearing something more official from Sony and Gorilla soon enough. Ethan, so I believe I said in our talks back about when we were talking about PlayStation Five launch titles. Mm. I believe I said Horizon Zero Dawn was one of my choices. But if these job listings are new, as in like this week. They're filling these positions now, yeah. I feel like the game is a little bit off a ways from launch, launch title. title. Cause yeah. that means that 
it's a year that they have to build all of that vegetation and they haven't even hired somebody. Well, so here's the thing is that something they showed off a lot when Horizon Zero Dawn was getting its like dev diaries mm-hmm. put out and everything, all the behind the scenes yeah. stuff. The game uses a lot of procedural generation. And what that sure. means is it's not on the fly, like while you're playing. It's not like Minecraft where when you load the world, it builds it all fresh. No, out there. it's. But they use procedural generation to like generate the world. And then they have artists go in and hand cut kind of fix up stuff. So nothing looks yeah. weird and all that. So huh. I think this person is probably being hired because what, what was it called again? Well, the, did, I mean, did you the, close it already? The lead vegetation. I, I, I didn't open up the article. And I the didn't lead open vegetation up I was afraid of the designer, though. Technical vegetation artist. Yes. I mean, that's for me, that sounds that like they don't have an idea of what they want this new type of vegetation to look like. And they need somebody to, to or start Or just them. a new biome they didn't have in the first one. I mean, that, yeah. that could be true, too. Doesn't I Doesn't have to mean know. like the whole game, but. And no, 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 of course, because they're not going to have like the general idea is that yeah. I don't think this is hitting launch. I don't even think this is a launch window. I don't think that's the intent. No, especially now with this information, I would say it's it's probably a little bit ways off. Yeah, I would say early 2021. That's probably a good the good. You don't think it would come out in like late 2020? That's the launch that's window. The, yeah, that's oh, right. yeah, that's Hol- what, holiday 2020 is when we're getting the next console. Right. So yeah. Right. I don't oh, see that's that right, happening. Right, right, right. But I would say summer, maybe early 2021. Could be. Yeah. And I. I think 2021 is a good bet, mostly because I think it's clear that this is still going to be a cross-gen title. I think for the first PS4, year or PS5. two of PS5 games, oh, I thought you sorry that these are going to be games that come out and there's a PS4 version and here's the better version on PS5. I there's, disagree with this specific one. I well, think- here's the reason why. First off, it's mostly a down to install base. Big first-party exclusive titles don't really come out exclusive to that new console for at least the first like two years. Cause you had so many people playing it on the you previous still got, console. Yeah. Like think about PS3, PS4, like first like year launch games that were exclusive were infamous second son, which weren't bad, but no. it was just a, it was just a scaled up version of infamous yeah. two knack. Didn't even play it. Killzone Shadowfall. Never played. Those are the three like real big triple A first party games that came out up until Bloodborne. Even then that was a second party game that came out in 2015, something like that. I don't see a title like Horizon Zero Dawn 2 coming out and being PS5 only because that's a game that's going to sell, again, 20 million units. Mm Game only sold that well because it was deep in PS4's life cycle. It had a solid 80 million units out there. Yeah. Yeah. To say, oh, this is PS5 only, I don't know that it's the level of a system seller, but it's a big first party yeah, title. Yeah, people have been waiting for this, this so sequel I, and they want it. I think yeah. it comes out a little earlier and it still runs on PS4. And the other reason for that is that it's something I don't think a lot of people are thinking about really. That like we are finally at that point where like the PS5 is literally just going to be here's Drew's computer. Yep. We put in a newer graphics card. And we upgrade the CPU and the RAM. And then we put it inside of a bigger And you're going to turn it box. on and all of your Steam library is still there. And oh, now this new, when I buy Horizon Zero Dawn 2, it's going to run way better than it did if I hadn't made that upgrade. I think that the software is being designed so it can still scale all the way back to like a PS4. Maybe even, maybe they cap it and they say PS4 Pro or PS5, but even I think there was a mandate when PS4 Pro came out that like said no game will come out that runs on this that can't run on the base PS4. Yeah, I mean, and again that cuts out again like 60 million of your PS4 install base if you say base consoles can't do it. So I think the first two years, everything big, especially first party, is coming to both. We're gonna have to see one. I think The Last of Us Two is gonna come to PS4. Obviously, it's coming out before PS5 comes out. But then when PS5 comes out, it's gonna have a patch. 
where sure. what, just like just the like PS4 the Pro, Pro did, version yeah. did, where it's like, ooh, if you have a PS5, it downloads this patch. Now it's running true 4K. Now it's unlocked to 60 FPS. Maybe it gets more textures, blah, blah, blah. I think we're going to see for a while these games are cross-gen in a different way than when we went PS3 to PS4 because the PS3, the jump from PS3 to PS4, way different hardware. Yeah, this these, is are more, just, these are more we similar. We souped yeah, up yeah. your computer buy the new box but all your old shit runs and then the well, new stuff will run this was more better. of like hey we're we're doing more with the hardware less with like the software right exactly yeah, yeah. because the the because the hardware has caught up with the software now you know what we'll move our talk about geo forward in one article and then we'll go over to our next article this is from gamesindustry.biz take 2 says that next generation won't see a development oh, yeah, cost spike right. from uh Brendan Sinclair over at gamesindustry.biz Take-Two is ready for the next gen. Speaking at the Goldman Sachs Communicopia conference today, Take-Two CEO Strauss Zelnick told investors he doesn't expect next year's new systems from Sony and Microsoft to ramp up production costs in any significant way. Quote, we don't really expect material cost changes with the generation. Every time we have a new technology which allows us to do more, developers want to do more, and that can cost a bit more, but our current expectations are not that we will see a cost spike. The days of the sign curve waxing and waning in this interactive entertainment business around hardware cycles, those are long gone. The transition from last gen to current gen was not taxing for us or for the industry. It's really the first time the industry's gone through one of these transitions without someone going bankrupt. I love that quote. <laughs> the world has changed. When we consider a console release, the PC format can be 40 to 50% of that revenue. Ten years ago, that number was 1% or 2%. Clearly, the world is changing. A previously closed system is indeed turning into an open system. That means hardware is going to look more and more like hardware and less like hardware taxing software, which is great news for us. So basically what he's saying, too, is that this whole generation was about scaling these games so that like the pipeline's already there. That was part of the big move for the hardware that's in PS4 and Xbox is we joke that, oh, they're just computers mm -hmm. now. It's more true than it ever was before. Yeah. In so far as that, again, if you if you take your computer, assuming it's not a Chromebook like the crap that's in my hand, and you throw it out <laughs> the door, yeah. and you buy a new computer, when you turn on that computer and you log in all your shit, it's all still there. Nothing suddenly changed, unless you went from Mac to Windows or whatever. Yeah. But if you have a Windows PC, you chuck it out the door, you open up your new PC, you log into Steam, all your shit's there. Yeah. All your games are still there. You download your game, you install your game, you play your game. Ooh, it's running better than it did before. That's what this next generation of consoles is going to be like. These developers are already used to making high-resolution textures, making high-polygon character models, making high-quality animations. Everything's high-definition, and now it's just going to be more high-definition. Yeah, it's not better the, software to yeah. run, make the games run smoothly. It's not like the generation prior where it's like, fuck, we have 200 megabytes of RAM, do I make Laura Croft's hair move or do I add like 20 more trees into this level? We got to pick. Or do we I make her tits both. triangles? We can't have both. But people. now, but now, yeah, you can not only have both, but when you scale it up, it's like, Ooh, now the trees leaves can move. And, and yeah, hey, look, I can see nipple. Yeah. And now we got, we got <laughs> nipple definition in here now. Yeah. So I think that's where we're talking about, like the difference between these cross gen games and how that's going to happen longer than it did last generation where, if y'all remember, like Assassin's Creed 4 like, came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, so did Destiny. And if you bought it, you'd pay like $10 to upgrade it to get a digital copy for like the PS4 or Xbox One for like the first year or something. Because they came out like holiday season. Yeah. And then that way, if you bought the game and then it turned out, ooh, I got a fucking PS4 for Christmas, 
you could pay 10 bucks and have the PS4 version. Oh, okay. That lasted for like a year, and you still had to pay for it because they were developing two different versions of the game. They're only developing one version yeah. of the game now. They're just saying, here's the version that's your PC at ultra settings. Here's the version that's the PC at medium so settings. So instead of making two games, they're they're working on their scaling. It's just the feature yes. set. Like, ooh, I can tick this box. I can't have this yeah. one. I can stretch this box. That's fucking dope. It's yeah. going to be a lot easier they're for these ports to PC happen. PC settings, yeah, yeah. basically. And I, I think this is going to be the smoothest transition we have to next gen that we've ever seen before. Because, again, your games are going to keep working. If you aren't the one that has a 4K OLED television that runs at 120 okay. FPS, then you don't have to go out and buy a PS5 to play Spider-Man 2 and Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to run on PS4. I can almost fucking guarantee it. You should you should still buy a well, PS5. Didn't they even say want, with the PS5 no, that it's going to be backwards compatible? So they did. Could, That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like that... All your old games are also going to work, and in most they're going to run, run so run much better. better on the PS5. Some of them yeah. might so get- unless Sony selling bombs, <laughs> you should get a PS5. Yeah. I meant literal bombs, like they explode, <laughs> <laughs> like they, they fucking explode. Yeah, so I think it's going to be smooth. I uh, yeah, I could see Horizon Zero Dawn coming out twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, it just it yeah, but it'll probably again if you are strapped for cash and you still have a 1080p HDTV, you maybe don't need the PS5 version. Maybe if it loads a little slower, you'll be fine. Keep your PS4. It's but okay. know that it could be faster. Could be. It's, get a just PS5. know that it could run better. Just know that you're, you're a piece you, of shit for not getting a PS5. Just know that you don't have the best yet. <laughs> now, next up, we'll go through the story a little quick. A moment of silence for my good friend, Gio Corsi, the head of global second party games at PlayStation. He has officially departed the company. You just as like of the Vita. RIP. You just like the Vita. Now it is more than that, and I'll get into that. This is his tweet. Uh, is it? It's been a hell of a ride, but last week will be my final one at PlayStation. I'm taking some time off, but I will be back in games soon enough. I'm extremely proud of all the amazing things we accomplished. Big love to everyone, past and present, who made my time there truly special. And then he's got a bunch of thank yous from different people in the industry. Oh my God, his face in that Christmas sweater is amazing. Gio, of course, he's an awesome dude. He's so fucking cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, you should I, follow his Instagram post just because he gets ramen every part of the world that he visits. He nice. finds somewhere where they have some ramen. ramen. Finally, a heartfelt thank you to the, all the great devs, publishers, partners, friends, and fans who made my time at PlayStation so memorable. So many cool moments from all the titles to all the shows. And as I said, it was a hell of a ride. Thanks for it all. And long live the Vita. That fucking Norman Reedus statue. Holy <laughs> shit. That's so creepy. Looking with his hair, with his, his chin hair. I know. Oh, right? So beautiful. Just fucking pube chin hair. Like, yeah. Besides my love for Geo because of his love for the Vita, which he had a huge hand in, like in the twilight years of the Vita, he was the one who came on stage at like PSX 2016 and just listed like 30 games that were coming to the Vita and he's been a huge proponent of that system. He's again, he was head of second party development. So he's the guy going out there talking to these people. They're specifically putting their stuff exclusively on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. He championed the build the list initiative for a little while, which was basically an early PS4 thing, late PS3 thing where he was going around is asking people, especially on social media and stuff like what games do you know exist or are coming that aren't coming to PlayStation that you want to see or like aren't coming to your country, but you want to see. Right. And he spearheaded the revival of the Yakuza series in the West. No shit. Because after Yakuza four came out, it uh-huh. kind of bombed. Yeah. After its localization and everything. Yeah. And basically Sega was just kind of like, Oh, we, we don't really see the market for it. And like, Let it's clear in our show sales, you the market. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he basically started like going around and just being like, guys, if you want this game, like we got to show them and stuff. 
and he essentially single-handedly got Yakuza 5 to PS3. Holy and, fuck. And then if that hadn't happened and hadn't sold so well, we would not have gotten Yakuza 0 and 6 in the West as yeah. quickly as we did. And now it's a franchise that instead of two years for it to get localized, it's coming six months after the release. Yeah, that's fucking insane. He also, I, I just think, noticed on his Twitter profile, it says ramen enthusiast. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Geo is my spirit animal. He absolutely is. I mean, he's able to wield the infinity stones. I mean, he's got him right there. Two groups of two them. Of both them. of them. Yeah. He's got two gauntlets on mm-hmm. him. I think another big one, too, was he was very involved with the Shinmu 3 Kickstarter campaign. Yes. Nice. He was kind of like the liaison with them and sort of the one that helped Sony become the big financier behind that game. Because obviously the Kickstarter part was a small amount of the money, but Sony's financing that game. Okay. That's why it's not coming to Xbox anytime soon. No. But uh, yeah, Gio Corsi is a super cool dude. Like I, I fucking said. love that picture of him with the Vitas, two of them. Yeah, he's so good with the fans. I actually even sent a reply on this one and uh, said something like uh, Gio like Vita means life or uh-huh. whatever, because Vita means life. We all know that. Uh. Send me a response. Give me oh, a like. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dude. Like I yeah. said, he, he's very interactive with the fans and very, very much appreciative so. of, you know, what people have to say. Yeah. So and, and like you said, he's not leaving the games industry. He's just taking a bit of a sabbatical. So we'll see if he comes back to PlayStation or even to somewhere else. But cool, dude. Excited to see what he's got coming up. Do you think he'll go back to PlayStation or do you think he'll go into like the indie landscape? Who knows? I, I don't I don't see too many people like leave PlayStation and then like come right back. Like usually when you leave a big job like that, you you don't go back right away or to that place. Like you're, yeah, you're, he's taking, he might no, be from, taking an opportunity at like an indie developer yeah, or another no, from, publisher. From or the comments, it looks like he's, he's maybe got some ideas that are personal and close to his heart or something. He Ramen wants to, journey. <laughs> he wants to, you know, move on to some bigger, better things, but yeah. while still appreciating and, you know, showing respect for the people that he's been involved with for so long. Yeah. So, but it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like we'll probably, this is not the last we've seen of him and he should be coming back soon. Maybe half a year year with some yeah some we'll see I, I'm excited stuff. to see yeah. why like he comes back with you know Definitely, Vita yeah. 2 <laughs> Sony didn't want to make it he's making it himself <laughs> he's partnering with Soldier Boy oh god <laughs> next up over at Twinfinite.com Ubisoft says that next gen consoles will features will be extremely interesting and they discuss a bit of the cross-gen games. Now, I won't get into most of what's covered in this article, but you should definitely go look it up and read for yourself over at Twinfinite. At the end of this article, they were talking about the conference call that was going on with Ubisoft. We talked about most oh. of it last week with them talking about all the games that were getting delayed and their financial right. issues and, they and stuff. That they're going to be cross-gen. Before and- you get into this article, it honestly, when you read it, sounds like just a bunch of smoke. They're just blowing smoke. No, this is all. This is all obviously true. I don't, I don't know. know. This is no, no, smoke. not that it's not this that goes into what we were just talking about. Not actually. that it's all like fake news or anything. It just sounds like they're fake news. It sounds like they're puffing out their chest and looking more together than they are. I don't know. That's just me. Expound. Ubisoft sucks. Ubisoft doesn't suck. I don't know. It just they they let you down. How? How not? I didn't play Breakpoint. It's not my game. Well, I didn't either, but that's not that's the last not necessary two Assassin's Creed games that came out were fucking awesome and my favorites of the series. So they do one thing well. Watch Dogs 2 was killer. <laughs> no, I don't like Watch Dogs. And they're saying, hey, we're going mean, to give Watch Dogs, Dogs 2 was the time a vast okay. improvement from the first one. So maybe okay, I, despite all the things I don't know about, maybe <laughs> I'm maybe I'm alone on an island <laughs> hating Ubisoft. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, I think it is just you. Haters going to hate. <laughs> The CEO was asked to clarify in this conference call whether the five main games coming during the next fiscal year, which we talked about last week, being Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and two unannounced AAA titles, one of which we were guessing is probably Assassin's Creed of some sort. That's going to be, we're getting a 2020 Assassin's Creed probably. 
And then, uh, do you think it could be a, unless like, it got uh, pushed back to 2021? A new Far Cry? Maybe it's, I mean, one of the big ones. It's either going to be Far Cry, it's going to be Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, some sort of Tom Clancy game. Oh, or something there like is, that. A, of course, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, that's probably right. one of those. Like, yeah, that's still coming down the pipe. But anyway, all of these would be coming to both current gen and next generation consoles, taking advantage of the full features of the new machines or simply via backwards compatibility. They did not clarify. Quote, you'll be able to download new content a lot faster players will experience better frame rates so there are a lot of good elements that will come with these new machines so again just another empty host of promises. titles that are empty. i'm surprised you didn't say ray tracing next gen, why was that how is that an empty promise prove it well they can't yet it's not out mm. there's nothing to how prove yet. convenient you know what okay i'll write it on my calendar november 5th was the day ethan said stupid shit and then here's the day <laughs> where these games come out and they work on my Ubisoft, PS5. I need concrete we evidence. We already know that the console's backwards compatible. That's the concrete evidence. Mark Cerny told you that Watch Dogs Legion will run on PlayStation 5. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other stuff he said. Which was what? Which was like remember? The, the faster loading and the, what else did he say? He said something else. The features of backwards compatibility. The things games. he said that were stupid also. Higher frame rates. This guy. Ray tracing. You Trace call him Mark Trace Cerny a liar? I am. You want to fight Mark Cerny? At me, Mark Cerny. <laughs> I'd love to see that Ethan versus Mark Cerny. 2020, Madison Square Garden. Next gen games are coming. Sold out. <laughs> Next up, Pokemon Sword and Shield's Pokedex seems to have leaked. Yes. From Patricia Hernandez over at Polygon.com. Pokemon Sword and Shield aren't out until November 15th, but the internet is buzzing with leaked information from the games already. Beyond the final starter evolutions, fans are also sharing lists that purport to show the full extent of the overall roster. Warning, the following contains major Pokemon Sword and Shield spoilers. Whoop, 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 whoop. But I mean, only if you can see the picture. I'm going to very intimately describe every Pokemon on this picture. <laughs> I already read them all, and those names are fucking perfect. <laughs> we already know that Sword and Shield won't contain every single Pokemon in existence. That fact has become a huge controversy for players who have diligently collected and transferred every creature across games. But if the giant leak on reset era is to be believed, we now know the exact extent of the cuts. According to the existing thread, which has posted believable images of creatures within the game, there are 400 total monsters in the compendium, which is a lot less than the 851 from all of the previous generations combined. Now, not including holy fuck, the was there that many of them? Yes, There's after been that a lot many of Pokemon games, games. Yeah, and also most of the most of the ones that are like extras that aren't new are from the later versions, like X and Y, God, Sun and I Moon, Black and White. I remember it was just y. 150. <laughs> 151, dumbass. Oh, fuck off. As for returning faces, there's a different thread on Reset Era. The catalogs who is back and who isn't. Obviously, I can't show you the link, but you can go look at it yourself. Uh, on this chart, green denotes Pokemon still in the game, while dark green signals that the creature has a new Galarian variant. Galarian variant. I just know the way I said that did not translate. I think it's Galarian. Listening to yeah, because uh, like, it's, it's the, the Galarian. Like the, the top hat kind of thing. Yeah. The smokestack. White backgrounds, meanwhile, pinpoint Pokemon who have been cut. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. the full Pokedex from the previous generations. Mm -hmm. Everything white are the Pokemon that are not in there. Yes. One thing that should stand out immediately is that not a single generation of starters is included except for Charmander's yeah which is a very generation. weird grab yeah out uh, of all of them yeah some of I the don't know. Charmander I feel like the Charmander Pokemon has always been a really popular staple in the Pokemon I mean, games sure but like I don't know like you could have done a fan favorite of all the starters and I 
don't think Charizard or Charmander would have won. See, I well, totally think he would have. I, I I think it was either between if you if you wanted to say that, I would say it was either between Charizard or Squirtle. Maybe if you're a Gen One loser and that was the last time you played Pokemon, all I know is that it has all the evolutions in it. That's really what I care about. Evolutions, so, yeah, but no new ones, which is odd. That is a little odd because they they have done a new one for each variant. Last one being Sylveon. I mean, they haven't come out is with that a- like an Eevee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's no uh, non galar legendary Pokemon either. So like none of your, no, the, the legendary birds, no Lugia, oh, no oh, non galar region. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. None of those. Let's see. What was all uh, like Scyther's missing. That makes me sad. Cause he's always one of my favorites. Scyther was yeah, one of okay. the coolest right. fucking Pokemon Go ever. To the new ones, he's though. got, ha- he's got Scythe for hands. Please, he's fucking dope. Please scroll up to the new ones because I just want to point out a few of them. Blip bug and Doppler, like Doppler radar, <laughs> and he's like a little Doppler, and then or beetle. I just, I don't know. It's like you'd think after a while they'd start running out of like shtick for Pokemon names. Look at the fox, Nick it, because Nick can mean steal. No, even even the second one on the list, evil, wacky, wacky. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm sure they're all fine. I like the new Pokemon, but I still like. I I told you when they first announced this that my biggest issue with it was that there were so many generations I didn't play, mm-hmm. so I was excited because. I was going to play this game and suddenly have like 600 new Pokemon to see instead of just the new ones from but, this generation. So if you think for you, Travis, that actually will be okay because most of the Pokemon that are from the older ones that are in here are from the later gens of the games. Like I said, so the ones that you've missed out on are probably going to be in here. So from like black and white, black and, and white, yeah. sun and moon and X and Y, that's where the majority of the ones that one are one of the green sillier ones I saw was that Famitsu held a poll with Game Freak not long ago where they had like everyone in Japan vote for who their favorite Pokemon was. And Mm. it was one of the final evolutions for like, I think the previous generation starter or something. I think it started with an M. I can't think of the guy's name, but that's one that's like not in there. So like, yeah, they even know who's the most popular. I think the people's biggest issue is just that it doesn't seem to make sense of which Pokemon they picked and which ones they cut. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. It kind of just seems almost random. They just kept throwing darts. And after they ran out of darts, they're like, this is who we got. When you have have almost 900, like it kind of makes sense. Like I I get it. And also because up until these, like literally until interviews that they were having until the middle of last year, the narrative was that we are doing everything we can to make sure that, Oh, you never have to worry about not transferring a Pokemon again that you'll lose out on these, your friends or whatever that you've made across all these generations. I'd almost be more happy if they would just do fucking new Pokemon, nothing old. And you just, these are your new Pokemon. New See, world, I'd be more okay with that. Where yeah. they, they stuck by their guns. But that's even another issue is there's only 80 new Pokemon. Yeah, that is a very, that's the smallest number we've ever decks. got. Yep. Yeah. Like, so that's my problem is that go all or don't go at all. Like I, I don't understand the, because you're you're always gonna piss off a bunch of people. But are we so angry just because that's the first number that we got was 150? Because it's mixed messaging. Sure, I get that. But that's like, my problem. But are you mad at the number? Uh, if it, we're just looking at the standard new ones, are we mad because it's such lower than what we originally had with 150? Like for how long this game has been in development for it being the first home console Pokemon outing for it, the way they've been hyping <laughs> yeah. this fucking well, game the fir- up. It's the first 3D. Absolutely, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, not like, 3D, only but having yeah, 80 is also, a big fucking deal. Yeah, you also. Uh, I mean, like for as long as there would be been- a little better. 140 confirmation that, hey, there's 80 here, but we have like a DLC roadmap. Even that I would suck the season pass dick so hard <laughs> if they told me over the next six months, we've got like 
five new Pokemon coming out a week. And then think about how cool that would be where it's just like all of a sudden you're exploring and like you download a the update one, yeah. and like you go down a route, you go down all the time. And then all of a sudden just this fucking new Pokemon shows up. Like you're, it's not like he's just put into your inventory, but you get to go back to places you'd been before and, and find new and Pokemon discover new up, Pokemon. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many better, more interesting ways to handle this, especially for a company. Think of how Nintendo's been handling their first party pro, like software and the Switch generation. Everything that's come out has been like the pinnacle of that franchise. You got Zelda Breath of the Wild, which completely changed everything for so many people. You're talking nines and tens across the whole industry. If you weren't happy with that, here's Link's Awakening, the most perfect version of the classic Zelda formula you could ask for. You've got Ma- Super Mario that. Odyssey, which is the pinnacle of 3D Mario. I mean, you've so got good. Fire Emblem Three <laughs> Houses, which brought the whole franchise to a huge new group of people playing it. I would argue it is a perfect game that the IP of Pokemon has been stale for years now and exactly. and, and it's still and this is still be no holds barred we're gonna make the best fucking pokemon game possible instead oh, of I taking see. away features making your pokemon really yeah big with, for a minute. i think with the maxima with the, <laughs> the, the maximo or whatever thing and with all the different ultimate things that they've tried to do with mega evolutions you uh, had your z move yes, they can't seem to get it down since they, you know, they hit it out of the park the first couple of times, almost like stubbornly so. Like, yeah, they could go online and find out what the people want. This is like such a maybe we fan want, base. maybe we want too much. <laughs> I want more than eighty goddamn new Pokemon in a sixty dollar video game. Let's get off of Pokemon. Yeah, let's, oh, let's keep talking. I can talk about Pokemon for hours. Well, <laughs> that's fine. take it over after mine. Watches, <laughs> catches, get it? Because you catch. Them. I got it. Can't catch them all in this one. Next up, <laughs> BlizzCon twenty nineteen happened. There were protests and it went and happened and it oh, seemed wow. like a really we empty show. Even fucking and, got to BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah. And, but they <laughs> they did announce some new games. They a lot announced of new games. Overwatch Two, half a game, which is yeah, really just a glorified DLC. Ex- it's an expansion pack basically, but they put game. a number on it. It's yeah, I don't get why they Overwatch. It, it's so misleading. Money, money. Yeah, give me the money. Like this game should not be sixty dollars. Like they're gonna charge sixty dollars. Yeah, fucking Vegas vacation. Money is mine. I get the money. I get all the money. The money is mine. Uh, at BlizzCon 2019, Blizzard said that Overwatch 2 is still early in development and isn't sure when it will release. Yeah, that's how could you have a game plan? Out, so that's the thing about because they needed to Diablo say something. And Diablo that's 4 true, and yeah. Overwatch 2, these games are not coming out for like three years minimum. Yeah, really? Well, maybe yes. not that long for Overwatch 2. Okay, sure. Because again, I can, it's I just can an see expansion. Overwatch three yeah, years. I can see yeah, Overwatch okay, 2 sure. coming out either later but this Diablo year or next 4, year. But Diablo 4, get the fuck out of here. Jeff Kaplan says, "I don't know. I have no idea when asked when it's coming out." Uh, Fuck you, they Jeff just came Kaplan. to me and said, guys, we need something. Overwatch is all that people care about right now. Quote, like, just let us make it great. That's what we care about more than anything else. We don't have a date in mind. So all of this is from over at PCGamer.com. They just have a quick rundown of all the things that we know and don't know about Overwatch 2. Basically, it's a essentially an expansion size sequel because we know it's mostly focused on it's PVE mostly, right? PVE stuff, like Missions. a story campaign yeah. that you play with other people against AI and I think there's a new multiplayer game mode, but uh, the missions are going to be building off of the Overwatch archive seasonal events from the past few years. So you'll be fighting the same enemies that were in those. They're going to have story, obviously, new dialogue, cutscenes with the characters. 
basically, I guess, playable versions of the animatic. Yeah, the, essentially, the they, they've they had have on this the, world on YouTube and stuff. And characters and stuff fleshed out in this story that they've literally kept behind closed doors and just given us little hints by those movies that we get. Well, Cinematics. Cinemat. Thank you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. And this is just going to flush out that universe I mean, more. I, I always enjoyed like learning more about the story of sure. Overwatch, but I, this definitely does not need to be a new game. Well, so that was the other big thing about this is that the way that they're setting it up, and of course, we don't know how much this is going to cost. Right. Presumably 40 bucks. I hope, uh, uh, hopefully, because if they charge a full 60 for this, well, Overwatch when off. it came out wasn't a full sixty. Yeah, it was only, oh, was it, it was not? Only, it was only sixty bucks if you like you did were the, one of the the founders super dumb guys. Or oh no, bought I bought the, the founders, Origins yeah. edition or whatever. Yeah, yeah I did because I just bought the forty dollar base one because the Origins oh. edition just gave you like some skins. some skins. Yeah, but on consoles that was the only version you could buy. Okay, and have just the forty dollar version on consoles. The way that this works though is that they've said that all of the new maps. And any new heroes and gameplay modes outside of the be story compatible with Overwatch One. Part of Overwatch One as well. Yes. Yeah, you get all that for free still, mm-hmm. and it's only this new one of the new PVE modes, and then the story campaign that's exclusive to Overwatch Two. But everything else, it's like crossplay and cross. Yeah, save. You, you don't have to buy Overwatch Two to be able to play with other people that have yeah, it. Yeah, all your skins go with you. Any new skins that are in Overwatch Two, you get in Overwatch One. Blah 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 blah. There's still crossplay between people that are playing multiplayer on One and Two. All they get to play together. So still. I'm wondering, like, if you buy Overwatch Two on PC or anything like that, is it going to be a whole separate thing from Overwatch, or are you just still going to play Overwatch? And it's, gonna it's probably like, another executable. Yeah, right, like okay. it's it's going to be a different install. You probably won't need both installed. I don't see why you would. Okay, unless you decide you really don't like the PV. PvE stuff and then decide, oh, never mind. I just want to go back to playing Overwatch 1. Now, I saw one of their modes that they did talk about because I actually did kind of watch a little bit of BlizzCon, full disclosure. Um, And it looks like it was a little bit like Destiny style where it's like PvE with a mix of PvP. Like it's two teams and you have like both have a similar objective to where I think you get this giant robot to like push your thing to the objective. But you also have like PvE bot enemies coming in and you have to work against them also. I I don't know. I maybe tossing something out there that isn't real, but I think that's what I saw. No, you're probably yeah. on the money. I think that might be the new PVE VP game mode. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, again, price is what's going to really matter with this as someone who never paid for the like loot boxes and stuff in there. I will say that overwatch has been giving people free updates for about four years. Yeah. By the time this game comes out, there's a reason the they game is so loved and yeah, popular. They didn't charge for heroes. They didn't charge for maps. They've been, whether or not you still play or if you agree with all the patches and stuff like that, they've been giving free content without asking a dime in return this entire time. They've had how many new characters added over the course of its life? Like what, five, 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 five right? It's been Anna, Sombra, the, the hamster, Brigitte, uh, the hamster, Doomfist. and then Doomfist and Sigma. Oh, shit. So six. That's yeah. That's and then a there's another one coming decent. that they yeah. already sojourned. They announced was that was the new one that they talked about in here. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he was in all the trailers and stuff. Oh, okay. For this, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, didn't watch any of the trailers. For the most part, you know, and, and you know, with all the esports stuff that they do too, like they take care of their people. I I get that. It's just this seems like a sleight of hand with like putting a two on there. I, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's very yeah. misleading. Yeah. Like this Why is, is not Overwatch colon expedition whatever. or whatever exactly. like yeah. to say it's an expansion mm-hmm. just because there's a story mode now I don't think is enough to call it a two but at the but same it's all, time it's a, it's a way to sell more copies it's yeah a, I'm it's all on the store shelves when you're again I'm not uh, a, Fortnite I'm bored of Fortnite <laughs> mom what's this Overwatch 2 game I'm not a an Overwatch player so I don't necessarily know what the community is looking for and what they want this may be exactly what they want 
I think it's what people want. It's just a it's weird execution. Yeah. It's a weird. Yeah, why is it not just a DLC yeah. that you can just add to Overwatch One and yeah. or just you know put everything from Overwatch One into this two quote it unquote is. and then they already did. That's what right. It, but then just you know get rid of Overwatch One if if everything's in two. Why you know? But that's the opposite. Is that they're saying you don't have to buy Overwatch Two to no, be Overwatch it. One will still work. Right. I get it. It's it again. It's just weird. Like why? Yeah. I don't know. It's. It's an odd announcement, and again, it's another one of those announcements, too, where it seems like BlizzCon was going to be pretty hollow this year overall, and then they really needed some announcements, some wins. Yeah, especially after, to like, keep people interested, you know, last year's BlizzCon and, like, the recent Hong Kong stuff. The next big announcement that they had at BlizzCon was Diablo 4, which we all knew was coming. Just yep. a tease, just a taste. They, yeah. they announced it a lot earlier was than they Was it just a cinematic intended. trailer? They didn't show any gameplay or anything? They had yeah, one badass-looking cinematic trailer. Okay. They did have... by some super uninteresting gameplay trailers. <laughs> Could you well, play it? Yeah, well, like to actually watch Diablo gameplay is pretty boring, you know? No, it's not that it's boring. It's that it looks like Diablo 3, but worse because the game is still in alpha and Oof. unfinished. I don't know that it was playable yeah, at BlizzCon. I, I, I don't think remember. so because like I said, I'm not, it's not I even alpha it yet. Either. Yeah. Like the gameplay footage looks rough, which is understandable because it's way off. Yeah, it's like not, not coming, coming anytime, anytime soon. soon. Again, this was something where it's like they had to Start give something. They had to finally. This is already pressure for them to talk about Diablo Four after the, the reveal leak. of Immortal. Yeah. Last oh year. yeah. What you guys well, don't have phones? That, didn't they have that leak from the artwork book too? Yeah. That I mean, kind of like kind sure. of already like was like oh Diablo Four. Yeah. Personally, I don't have much to say about this. Like, if you are interested, like I said, the cinematic trailer was cool, but like the gameplay didn't like light my fire. And then also. I got over Diablo three pretty quickly back when that first came out. I didn't like stick around with it as long as so many people did. Yeah. I, I just ran through the story and then I didn't really care about post game of that. Couldn't tell you a fucking thing about the Diablo three story. <laughs> Demons. Devil. Demons. Hell. Devil. Bad. Underworld. Go kill demons. Dungeons. But Diablo four is a thing. Next up. Ethan wanted to make sure that we talked up, about world of Warcraft Shadowlands, yes. which was also announced at BlizzCon 2019. You said it was playable up there. They I have people so. playing it. I think I saw Ross and a couple of people from Grumps and, and uh, not a couple of people from Ross from Grumps. And then some other people that are actually like sat down and got to play a little bit of it. Yeah. Stuff. So uh, the game director did confirm that this would release sometime in 2020. Yeah, That's this, probably on summer. This is not that far off. Like this is yeah. coming soon. This is much closer. I mean, this is on, we're on cycles now for World yeah. Warcraft expansions. We know when they're coming. Yep. We know when it's hitting and how it's going to hit. I think there were leaks from this also that like happened a while back. People already knew that this yeah. was what it was called. They knew a lot about it already. So this is not the four chan leakers. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So what does Shadowlands bring? Well, like, let me tell you, taking place immediately after the events of Battle for Azeroth, which still has one more major update to go. Yes. Shadowlands sees players adventure to the land of the dead after Sylvanas destroys the Helm of Domination and sunders the barrier between Azeroth and the Shadowlands. I know both of you know exactly what all that means. It's oh, World yeah, of Warcraft's absolutely. version of Afterlife. It. Yes. To stop Sylvanas, players have to venture into the Shadowlands and help restore order to the various factions that live there. Uh, as, game, as the game director says, the Shadowlands is supposed to be a well-oiled machine where dead souls are judged by their deeds and sent to different realms. But Sylvanas and her mysterious partner, the Jailer, have broken that cycle and are now funneling all perished souls into the Maw, a terrible, inescapable realm reserved for only the most horrific and evil of monsters. Sounds like uh, a fun place to level up. Shadowlands nope, is going to actually not <laughs> probably going to suck. Shadowlands is going to introduce several new zones. Four of them will be leveling zones that players will journey through in a set order. There's also a new central player hub called Oribos and a max level in-game zone called the Maw, mm -hmm. which is where all the bad people are going. Yes. All the scary stuff. And then we got some breakdowns of each of those little zones again it's all at pcgamer.com if you want to have more information about it did talk to you ethan the other day about what was happening with 
levels and stuff that mm -hmm. there's not an increase in the cap to level 130, but instead they are squishing yes. everything down to 60 and changing how progression works. So, what? so numbers, attack numbers and DPS numbers have gotten too high. They're in, I think they're in the hundred thousands or even in the millions at some point for crits. A lot of numbers. Yeah. Lots of big numbers all over your screen. It's, it's, you know, this it's, happens. It's, this it's is cumbersome. This has happened before. This is not the first squish. This right. will not be the last squish. But essentially, everybody's at what 120 for the cap right now. They're going to redo the leveling system, basically, where you get to basically, if you're a brand new player, you have to start at one and you go to a new leveling zone mm -hmm. called Exiles something. Something like that, yeah. And you have to level one to 10, and then you get to pick your expansion from, I think it's from Cataclysm forward. Says any expansion. Any, okay, then Burning Crusade, any of the expansions, you get to pick which one you want to start with, do that story, and then I think you get to progress through the other expansions and do that story to level from 10 to 50. And then. So I think you stick to whichever expansion you pick, and that's the whole level up to 50 from what this says right here that might be true you pick your expansion they level all the way up to 50 through yes. that series and of story then quests. once you get to 50 you are going to do the new expansion story shadowlands from 50 to 60 in those new zones to get to the max level which will See, end you in the mall i hate to say it this is kind of interesting because yeah. like i said i stopped playing i think the last time I installed and even jumped in was Mists of Pandaria, and yes. I didn't even bother with and it. And that is where the kind of that is where they're saying like, "Oh yeah, I can like start Mists a new Pandaria character." Wasn't the consensus well. is that Mists and Cataclysm and Legion were kind of where WoW started to fall off with yeah. its progression and stuff. They've obviously learned a lot of lessons from Classic because they're taking a lot of things from Classic. They're going back to class stuff, class specific roles and jobs and stuff like auras for paladins you've got your totems for shamans poisons for rogues did they take those away yes they took a lot of the stuff wow. that made classes like important uh, like different different made them the, made them their own thing and they yeah, changed it into like a very secular kind of linear thing where people really fell into just their role in the raid okay and they kind of lost a lot of their personality and you know oh, like right. stuff like that so yeah it seems weird that they would take away the totems from the shaman because that was that was like their basic that was like their whole class mm -hmm. wasn't it yeah and so there there's a lot of stuff going on here it looks to be like they've they've listened and learned a little bit of things from the past and it sounds kind of interesting i have a character on retail right now because i have a classic subscription so i mean i would have to purchase shadowlands which i'm Definitely not going to do. Yeah. So I probably won't do this, but if they change the whole thing for, you know, new players to where if I just jump in with a level one and I get to experience a new type of starting zone, I might check it out. Yeah, right. It basically says that like starting an alt now in Shadowlands is like a new game plus experience. Yes. Oh. It says you choose a covenant immediately, level in any zone, do world quests yes. more. So the thing and about you alts, earn in-game progression the whole way through. Yeah, the alts will have a different type of like start than a new player. Because if you have a fully leveled character, your alt, like you said, you can kind of start from the end. But if you have a just brand new level one, you've never had a character before you have to start out like at Exiles Reach and do it from the older expansions, pick which one you want to do, and then then you get to do the new stuff. It sounds like they're streamlining it in a good way, and I, I, I'm interested to see. That's basically all of BlizzCon 2019. Anything else didn't matter. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Next up, our final news story. Next Battlefield game coming by 2022, and Apex Legends will be EA's annual shooter for 2020. This is from Michael McWherter over at Polygon.com. 
The next Battlefield game is coming in either 2021 or early 2022. EA announced during an investor call Tuesday. The next big game from EA Dice will shift during EA's 2022 fiscal year, which runs from April 1st, 2021 through March 31st, 2022. And EA will instead focus on another game, Apex Legends, as its marquee <laughs> shooter in 2020. Apex Legends will expand next year on new platforms, including mobile, and EA will push the game into China, the company said. EA added that it's keeping Respawn hyper-focused on Apex Legends, and when asked about the possibility of Titanfall 3, Chief Financial Officer Blake Jorgensen said he couldn't confirm anything, but added, we won't forget about Titanfall. Battlefield developer DICE has been on an annual cycle of delivering new Battlefield and Star Wars Battlefront games since 2013, but it sounds like the developer will continue to support 2017 Star Wars Battlefront 2 and 2018's Battlefield 5 for the time being. EA CEO Andrew Wilson said the publisher also wants to give next-generation platforms, presumably meaning the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Project Scarlet, time to build an install base and see a strong two years of growth before launching the next Battlefield. Wilson added that DICE's next shooter, presumably titled Battlefield 6, will be driven by live service offerings, will be cutting edge, and will do things in multiplayer, social, and competition that are new to the Battlefield franchises. Nice. Uh, meaningless words. No, it's not meaningless. It means Apex is getting a lot more focus. That's exactly oh, no, what I you meant, wanted yeah. to hear. I meant the, the stuff about Battlefield 6. Well, it's also like the th oh, it's all, I'm it's not be more live service garbage, like it always yeah, does. Right. We, we know that. That's yeah. not meaningless. We know. Don't buy that game. What's up, Drew? <laughs> I'm not surprised that the next Battlefield won't be for a few years because wasn't it, uh, one in five came out pretty one year to the next, and yeah. then five was pretty. They came not, out relatively well close to each other. It's very buggy. The, yeah. that was the one where they introduced that battle royale that's basically been abandoned already. Yes. Firestorm. Mm -hmm. They have had a lot of issues with having to push back certain content. They already canceled one of the. Game DLCs. modes that was, they were announced. It was like a 5v5 sort of mode or something. It was supposed to be like a smaller scale, almost like the reverse what Call of Duty is doing with Ground War, where they wanted to be like, oh, we're going to have a smaller Call of Duty style oh, right. thing. Yeah, they had to kind of like reverse on all that a little bit, and it just hasn't been going well. And I think it sold really poorly compared to previous Battlefields. Yeah, because I think a lot of people liked one more than five. There was all this controversy leading up to five anyway, which was stupid in my opinion. But oh, fucking people like complaining about it. Why is there a there woman were no on the ladies cover? Yeah. in World War Two? Yeah, fucking. But let's not talk yeah, about the word. bionic arm that she's got. Like yeah. we're not worried about that. I'm just worried that she's got a vagina. I'm sure there right. were tons of ladies. Did in she World have like a, a bionic a arm? Uh, no, yeah, the bionic arm. Yeah, that was a big thing. Like she had some. Oh, sort of, okay. She had some sort of metal arm and yeah. shit. That's the thing. Everyone was so focused on her tits that they didn't see that her arm is from like the future or some shit. She's clearly <laughs> yeah. a Terminator or something, uh -huh. but that doesn't matter. It's clear that, yeah, they want to focus on Apex Legends more. I'm glad that they're still not afraid to say the words Titanfall in, an, in a meeting or yes. answer questions about them. Because I, I, mean, I, I hope a Titanfall really, really, 3 really comes. Every more time Titanfall. they yes. add a new gun into Apex, it's from Titanfall. Exactly. Like, they Even, can't ignore Titanfall. It's in the room with them yeah, every time exactly. that no, they do something for Apex. It's the big, giant space giraffe sitting well, yeah, on that map. Yeah, even then, like, I, there was some dude that followed me on Instagram a couple days ago, and I was checking out his profile, and he plays a lot of Titanfall 2. And the grenade indicators from Titanfall Two are straight up in Apex. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, charge rifle, the same engine. Like, like everything, yeah. it, the charge rifle is literally from. from oh Titanfall. yeah, same with the Kraber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you you can't ignore. Like the only thing that's not in Apex maybe is the fucking get, Titans. Maybe we'll get an Apex <laughs> Legends two that's really just Titanfall three, and they pull an Overwatch. Oh, where it's God. like, oh, here's another here's an Apex Legends two, but it's just a story campaign, and it's secretly Titanfall three. I mean, then, so Fortnite has the had since you know before they had they, those mechs before they moved to part or season two or whatever. Yeah, yeah they did have Fortnite those mechs too. at the end. 
it's not out of the question to think that Respawn might just be like, you want to try this out? Fucking throw Titans in there? I don't know, man. I don't know. As like a drop? I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think like the mechs would just be way OP in Apex, though? They were OP in Fortnite. That's true. I mean, yeah. you know, some shit in that game is OP. That's half the fun, you know, right. that you get that OP thing for a few seconds and you're OP. Mm. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I'm excited that EA is focusing on Apex yeah. to be their lead annual shooter and everything like that. I hope they work on the season pass a little bit more because we yeah. were talking about this last night as compared to like season two to season three. Season two, it felt like we were getting more rewards constantly. You know, there was more incentive to play. Season three has been very monetized. Yes, it's been very monetized. And again, like I just don't have an incentive to go play. Yeah, you um, know, we, we haven't played for a while because, you know, we. Uh, we tried out the Halloween event. It was kind of a bust. Yeah. That because a lot of the unlocks and the rewards were, you know, tied behind shit that I didn't want to do. Right. And yeah. and the only reason we're jumping back in tomorrow is because of duos yes. that came out today. And that's mm -hmm. just a new mode to check out. Guys, welcome to Battle Royale. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's I mean, it's not that it's like bad. It's just I hope EA, when they say we're going to focus on Apex Legends, I hope that doesn't mean. We're going to focus gonna give on ways to make more money off yeah. of this game. Of course they are. It's I a know, free to play I game. Know. That's exactly what it. It was a comment made during an investor's call. <laughs> you think that they were telling them, hey, guys, we're not going to try to make you too much money. Okay. Uh, you're for, I just I we're going to do it for the customers. They've they've already had a bunch of controversy with this game in some of the past events where they had to dial back on it. And I hope that uh, EA doesn't fucking double down and like, no, 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 we were right back then. EA is very good about figuring out exactly how much money you will comfortably squeeze out of you. They've been slowly figuring it out with yeah. Apex since the beginning, finding yep. their whales, finding out what are these players willing to pay. And there for a while, they had a point where people were paying whatever they asked for, you know, and, and there were some people that were mad about that, but they still got their money. Yeah. I would say I have not spent as much money on Apex as I did whenever I was playing Fortnite. Or Overwatch. Or over I only <laughs> bought loot boxes one time in Overwatch. How many did you buy though? I think I spent thirty dollars on loot boxes. Yeah. That's less than I spent on Apex. Yeah, see? I've spent You I two think, are the problem. I think I've spent eighty dollars on Apex, probably more. See, I think uh, I've, I don't know I've I, only spent like $30 on Apex. Star Wars or Death Stranding. That was, or 20 more Apex packs. That was like, exclusive skins that was like time limited. two seasons ago. Give me some credit. Well, boys, that's all the news I have for you today. Cool. Woohoo. I appreciate the two of you for sharing your time with me. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate very deeply these conversations, the hot takes, the cold takes. Ethan being wrong a What's lot. Like when he's wrong, <laughs> I still appreciate him because it's him. It's him yeah. saying it. He's giving it to me. He's doing he it for us. He has his own opinions. So I want to talk about the fact that <laughs> I tried to edit watches the other week. <laughs> the other day, actually, for the first time since my hiatus from work, I've taken time off from Starbucks to do my own thing. And I took a hand at editing just to give Travis a little break from both the episodes that he has to uh, edit every week. And I learned a lot about the show and about recording and our the way we talk and everything. And I was doing good. Got all the way done with the episode. And we realized that I had fucked it up. Within Travis the had to take first over. 50 seconds or so of the <laughs> yes. show. But for good. What did you do again? You like cut your own. You so cut the, yourself out of so it or I, something? There, most of the things that, that I was doing was literally just cutting and like deleting just 
empty space and just kind of fuck ups. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where you can like drag the track and like unsync it. Right. Because there's three of our tracks. Mm-hmm. And I just did that at some point really early when me and Travis were trying to do a fade and I just we just didn't notice, I guess. And see, the yeah. problem is not necessarily Ethan or him even making a mistake. It's sure. that the computer that he was editing on, the speakers are just like everything sounds really compressed through yeah. them already. Yeah. So if we were doing it on like, some headphones. Even on the headphones, the headphones it was hard we to tell. Hard to oh, tell. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because the speakers are crap because like the audio engine in the laptops also so, crap. So like, it's all Travis, bad. It's bad the whole way. Travis was hearing like an echo because my track was unsynced. I when I was listening, I literally thought that echo was just the voices from the other mics echoing. When in fact, now if I think about it, it might have actually been it was unsynced because there That's was the only a time slight. You hear the echo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I and I just chalk it up to you know first time accidents. It was my first time editing. I didn't even know the software two days beforehand. Well, like I said, we're gonna hook it up to your TV, yes. and it'll automatically sound better. Yeah, we're and stuff gonna we're gonna try because on my week. headset, like you would have noticed that echo immediately. Be like, why does this sound awful? This yeah. is not how it sounds like yeah. when I listen to the. Well, so it kind of did sound off. I just kind of chalked it up to like I didn't know any better, but now I guess I kind of do. But lesson learned. I told you I had a whole episode one time where I didn't realize I had made that exact mistake, <laughs> and then I didn't. Oh, I think I remember. And it was even before I realized that it was a mistake mm-hmm. and I need to fix it. I It's the same thing. I thought the echo was really bad, but I figured out, oh, if I just cut all of the silence when someone else isn't talking, then I can fix the, I, I can get rid of the echo that way. That was back when I thought the mic bleed was way worse than it was. Yeah. So I was going in and editing all three tracks where any time that line was flat and it was silent, cut it. So all the times mm-hmm. were like, I get if you. there's yeah, a stretch yeah, yeah. where I don't talk for 10 minutes, I would drag the fucking line until I saw me talk again, cut it, got it, go back, Listen to that whole section. It was awful. And then it wasn't until I figured out, oh, it's because I moved a clip at some point. And then I knew after that just to like fucking give it up, start it over, or go back to that point or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, Ethan, I will say Ethan did a really good job from most of the editing. And yeah, man. Probably yeah, doing I mean, it on the TV. It, you know, it's a learning experience. Now that he yeah. knows that to hear that audio artifact, he'll hear that and it'll it'll be easier to hear it on the TV. And then I think he did a great job yeah, that day. I, so. I and, and yeah, there were there were Pat times on the back. There were times when Travis just kind of let me go until I was like, uh, I don't know what to do with this one. And then he helped me. So yeah, the second day, I just played Luigi Mansion. The yep, most until we figured out that I because I found out that it was botched because <laughs> I only had like a, I think it was 15, 10, 20 minutes before I was actually done because yeah. I had been doing a little bit earlier. And so. I noticed After Party came out this week. Yep. Is it on Games Pass? Yep. Oh, fuck yes. You made me tell you that like four or five times already. Have I? Yep. Okay. I'm I reiterated it multiple times. Dumb said, shit. oh yeah, After Party's coming out. I got to buy it. And I was like, no, Drew, it's on Game Pass. And you're like, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. It's just like the I'll Outer Worlds it again. Now. And then, of course, you pissed off and didn't do it. And then, yeah. then you asked me again. But yeah, anytime you need to know, just let me know or use Google or oh, thanks, leave buddy. a note. You're the best. Leave some I post-it it. notes around for yourself. I'll just leave a voicemail on uh, absentmindedpodcast.com. Yeah, speaking of, you guys can go to absentmindedpodcast.com and leave us a voice message if you want to remind Drew about things that are coming out or important notes I that I told it. him on the show that you need to reiterate to him. Yep. You can also donate $1, $5, or $10 via the listener support program over there as well. And find links to all of our podcasts on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms of choice at absentmindedpodcast.com. This has been... Travis Stockton at Ray Charles Ard, Andrew Crandall at Andrew Loves Video Games, and yep, yep. Ethan Newbolt at Souls Bjorn. Yo, yo, yo. And this has been episode 23 of the Ask My Podcast. And we appreciate you listening. Take it easy, guys. Love you. Take care of yourselves.